The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Accent. What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well out there. Rob Ellis, Tone to Shield Sports Take. Tone, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm feeling good, man. Like I always say, I feel good. I smell good. Let's have a good show, man. <laughs> All right. So, Tuesday is definitely very um, Philly accent ish. So, I would say, like, Tuesday, long O is heavily. Tuesday, yeah, you're right. Well, Tuesday, we say Tuesday and day instead of day. Very heavy with the long O, like hoagie. That's definitely one. Ah, um, I haven't had a hoagie in so long. Oh, oh, man. Sorry. Sorry to do that to you this early. I yeah. haven't had a cheesesteak, a hoagie. I know. Uh, the danger is trying to find one elsewhere because it never works out. You, you yeah. Unless you have it on, like, the, there are certain places where they will fly in the bread, where they know how to how to make a cheesesteak, a hoagie, or whatever, yeah. when you're out of town. Like, I think there's actually one tone. I don't know. How, how far are you from San Antonio? Like two and a half hours. If you're yeah, ever there, just, just to be, you know, whatever. Yeah, I was there. Whatever. I was there a couple months ago. I was there, like, in, I want to say, uh, October. There was, is a there place there. There is a place there. So I would just, if you're ever in town again, uh, look it up. But there's places in like Santa Monica. There's there's certain places it, it, that where the people get it. But most of the time, if you see on a menu cheese, those, you'll see like steak and cheese. Get away! Yeah, from, don't yeah, even think about yeah. it, man. No, no, you know to avoid it when it says Philly in front of it. Philly, when when Philly, you, any steak and cheese. 
Yeah. Any place that has to say it has to tell you it's a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Nah, don't 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 go for it. Don't I go know. for it. Don't do it, um, man. Don't do it. Yeah. You but you said something earlier. You said something funny earlier, right? The the accent, the Philly accent. Tuesday is very yeah. Philly. Uh, yeah. Baltimore has one of the funniest accents because Baltimore they're, they're is like, like almost a, an extreme of Philly. It's like a it's like a Tuesday, like you, Tuesday. like yeah. I'm telling, yeah. they're they're a little more extreme than we are. As you as you move mm. your way south down 95, you get you get a mm-hmm. little bit more. Uh, it's so funny, man. Uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Oh, you know they're the uh they're the, they're the Yinzers. Yeah, they're, they're the Yinzers. <laughs> they're uh, yeah, they give you a little. It almost has it's had Midwestern sort of feel. Like that's the di- I always say to people where they're like, oh, you're from Pennsylvania, like Pittsburgh. I'm like, no, I'm I'm from the Philadelphia. Nah, area. nah, negative. And it's a total like Philly is uber East Coast and Pittsburgh is very Midwestern, even though it's in the same state for for Mm -hmm. people who don't know. It's crazy. Uh, Flexing and stepping. What's up, Mo? What's up, Kenny? What's up, Twiz? What's up, James? What's up, Mike? What's up, Nina? What is up? I am awake. Are you? What is up, Emreas? Tyrone? Uh, Duad? Blatorian? Fitness Rebel? checking in uh thank you yes please hit the like button everyone uh have you seen my ponytail that's a new one i think i I don't know Uh, i haven't noticed that one before let's see who else we have chuck (laughs) what's up chuck uh i think i got everybody so hope you guys are doing great out there Uh, Um, i I gotta know how do how the how does the live chat come up with their names man their handles yeah their handles are hilarious yes yeah you're right it is my ponytail that's hilarious. Jermaine, what's up, Kyle? Yeah, Nina, if you got if you guys want to hit us up with the origin of the, the origin handle, story. Yes. <laughs> yeah, give it to me, man. Yeah, we, we would love to we would love to hear keep it clean, okay, before we, we go there. But uh-huh. Keep it cute, you guys. Keep it cute. You get the gist. You get the gist. All right, flexing and stepping says it was random. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right, what would your handle be, Tone? What would your handle uh-huh. be? We kind of did this with the uh, my handle would be with Ashley our fake Glenwood. names. Yes. Ashley Glenwood. That's I guess I'd handle. have to go Willie Hillside. Yeah, I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would. All right, uh, let's see. Chuck says real name. All right, that's fine. James, real oh, name. Man. I got you. I got you. Fair enough. We're, I guess we're we're looking for more of the people that have the the, the crazy. Like for example, I, I'm awake. Are you like how do you how do you come up with that? Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I'm gonna uh, listen. I, this is gonna be a fun show today, you guys. I can feel it because I'm I'm in a goofy mood. So yes, yes. We're gonna have some fun. What's up, David? Yeah. All right. So a couple things uh, to update the folks on uh, Eagle coaching wise tone. So yes. uh, they they bring in my man Clint Hurt. Clint Ooh. Hurt might be the biggest assistant coach I've ever seen. This dude looks like a city block, okay? He is friggin' huge, okay? So he is going to take over the D-line, which really let the birds down last year. So that's important. He was the D.C. with Seattle Mm -hmm. the last two years. Prior to that, he was the D-line coach from 17 to 21. Um, here, Here are the sack totals the last three years under him. Um, they had 34 and 21, they had 47, um, uh, excuse me, 45 in 2022 and 47 last year, you know, solid Eagles only had 43, just to put in perspective. And I think right. the Eagles, a lot of talent on their D line, but it is going to be Clint hurts job to kick some dudes in the tail. I mean, l- let's be real uh, about this. The, the, you got to get some guys going here because there's, there's more talent there than what showed. Yeah. He, he looks like, he looks like the kind of guy that's, uh, 
no nonsense. Um, yeah. he's a former he's a, he's a former player, so that you know, so that always bodes well. Uh, you know, with um, you know, with uh, current players. See if you can pull a still of him, Tone. If we can do it, I don't know if we can do it. Oh, we can't I sure can. Because I because sure my man, can. this is the kind of guy that if he tells you, uh, go run through a brick wall. I am not arguing. I'm t- I'm asking which wall do you need me to run through because. I don't want to get on this guy's bad side. All right. At I mean, all. He, trust me uh, when I tell you that. So um, they, they dipped into the, the, the Seattle pool uh, here for a couple of these hires. Um, and we'll get into to Carl Scott in a minute, who was going to coach uh, defensive backs. But, you know, this is part of the, you know, the shakeup here. All right. Check out my man here. I don't even know if the, if the biggest picture on the right does it justice. Like this, this- dude – this is a grown man. This is a big, big dude. compared to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll <laughs> looks like he's, you know, a stick figure <laughs> compared to him. So anyway, he was, yeah, he, he was what Pete this Carroll. Is a large was. brother. Oh, yeah, look he's at a big one. dude. That this there you go. That large. gives you a little. Look at the arms. Okay, are you kidding me? That's um, a man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he he was one of Pete Carroll's guys for a long time. So he ends up coming here because Pete Carroll, you know, got fired or whatever they're calling it. They parted ways, so that whole staff is up for grabs. So. Clint Hurt is one of them, and then the other guy is Carl Scott. Carl Scott comes over to coach the defensive backs, um, which is needed too. I mean, let's face it, and and I I don't necessarily envy him because he's taking over a position where they they definitely need talent. But um, he's coaching the NFL. He coached at Alabama too with Nick Saban, so I like that also. It comes from that mm-hmm. tree. But um, Josh Job was there when he was there, and yeah, there's Carl there's Scott. there's Carl. So uh, he was at Alabama with Job. Uh, not that it really matters, but on the offensive side, he was there with Jalen Hurts. He was there with Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. So there's going to be some familiarity, uh, you know, with him. And he's he's moved around. These guys are both, you know, legitimate resume guys uh, that come over here. Yeah. And and they have a proven track record of developing players. So yeah. um, that's, that's important to me, um, you know, especially for Carl Scott's side, uh, to be able to develop and get the most out of a guy like Tyreek Woolen, who was not a high draft pick Good at all. Point. Point. Um, but, you know, he was put in positions to succeed, and Tyreek Woolen, you know, took the ball and ran with it. Uh, and then uh, Devin Willispoon, he was a uh, top 10 pick, I believe, in the draft. Um, people had high expectations for him, but still, um, Carl Scott managed to guide uh, that young man you know, to having um, uh, an all-rookie um, level season. Um, could, be the, could be the defensive rookie of the year. You never know. So, um, both uh, Clint Hurt and Carl Scott, with that proven track record, track record of development, that could bode well for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, um, just you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the same energy, right? You know, when it comes to Kellen Moore, when it comes to Big Fangio, up for, at face value, they appear like good hires. Clint Hurt, you know, Carl Scott, at face value, they appear like good hires. Um, but we won't know that for sure. We still have to see the product um, come to come to fruition. Um, once the season starts, but overall, I do like um, the trajectory of where they're going, and it begs the question: You're going with all this experience in 2020 in the 2024 season. Where was this mantra or mindset um, coming into this 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 the season that just ended? Now, some yeah. one person may say, "Well, okay, they got a late start because they were in the Super Bowl. They couldn't really build the roster, build build this, the staff out the way they wanted to." Okay. But I still feel like you could have did a better job at building that staff. But again, um, 
they're clearly going, you know, they're clearly erring on the side of caution by making sure they get enough experience and enough high quality guys in there. And we'll see how it pans out again. I'm not going to, I'm going to reserve judgment. I'm, I'm, I'm Switzerland with the Eagles hires right now. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I, I guess I'm looking at it more like learning from your mistakes. You know, you went, you probably went, you aired too young uh, last, mm. last year. And you don't want to make that same mistake again. I think you, I, they'll never say this publicly, but I think you also want to have guys that you, if you're Nick, that you can lean on or guys that can troubleshoot a little bit better if things start going south with their own players. In other words, all right, Clint Hurt has been there, done that. If he if he sees he's not getting what he should be getting out of his defensive line, whether that's motivating guys or teaching them, you know, coaching them up, whatever, whatever term you want to use, I, I, he might have better solutions you know, than, than somebody else had, uh, you know, previously or same with Carl Scott, whatever. I also think that they wouldn't be bringing these guys in if Vic Fangio wasn't comfortable with the, with the way that they coach. So this all has to work hand in hand with each other, man, in conjunction. So I, and I think, I think Fangio has got some say uh, into, into who is going to be on his staff. Uh, you muted, you muted Tom. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Clinton hurt. His and uh, Vic Fangio's paths crossed, I believe, in Chicago. Um, so I yes. think that's that that's that connection there. But you're right. Um, clearly, Vic Fangio has some has some influence, and we'll, you know we'll see. This begs the question: What kind of influence will Kellen Moore have on the offensive side? Because we haven't seen any offensive hires. Granted, Kellen Moore was just announced, uh, but we'll see how that pans out as well. I'm curious to see where he pulls. Um, or how he fills out his staff. I would imagine he's going to um, fill it in with some Cowboys um, staff members, maybe some people from the Chargers. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, look, I um, here's the thing. If, if everything stays in place in terms of AJ and Devontae, and I want to talk to you about that in a minute because I had an interesting discussion last night with somebody. But um, if those two stay in place and, you, and Goddard, if you can finally keep him healthy for an entire season and figure out how to use him, that's a nice start. But – they have to get some depth at the receiver spot. They got to get some depth at the tight end spot. So Correct. whatever receiver coach they bring in, you know, I, I, I it's not like you got to all of a sudden get a ton out of these guys. They're really good to begin with, but you gotta, you gotta be able to utilize some other people, you know, as far as some of the other positions, running backs coach, you know, I'm not going to tell you, I know exactly what happens day to day with these guys. And some like, to me, a lot of it is how good is the person you're going to bring in? If it's DeAndre Swift coming back or it's somebody you draft or, you know, whatever. I mean, a coach is at the mercy to some degree to his talent. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, a coach's job really is to just put the season in on the meal that you've already prepared as a player, right? You know, they yeah. just supposed to jazz you up a little bit, um, make you that, you know, that extra few percentage points better. Um, that's pretty much what a coach's job is. At the end of the day, it's up to the player to put them, you know, to, um, you know, prepare themselves, you know, take care of their bodies, um, do whatever they can to hone their craft. Um, coaches, they just, you know, you know, they're guiding lights. That's that, that, that's pretty much what they are, in, right, my, in, right. in my opinion, at least. I agree. All right, two two things, Eagles wise of note, depending on how how much you care about this, but uh, Jalen Hurts will replace Brock Purdy uh, in the uh, Pro Bowl, which is this Sunday. Obviously, Purdy can't play; he's playing in the Super Bowl. Darius Slay will replace uh, Charvarius Ward, who who is obviously uh, <laughs> playing as well. So, um, you know. <laughs> Take it for what it is, man. You know, it is what it is. Hey, um, I mean, two-time Pro Bowler out of his three, out of his three years starting. 
Hey man, take it. You know, you know, take take the small ones whenever you can get them. <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right, let me ask you this. I I, I was I was on WIP last night with mm-hmm. Ashlyn Sullivan, who does a really good job. Uh, you may have seen her um, on NBC Sports Philadelphia doing Flyers pre and post game show. She also does a lot of Eagle stuff, and, and we had this discussion. And I wanted to bounce it off you, Tone, and our everybody in the chat. Mm-hmm. She's of the mindset she does not think AJ Brown's going to be back. She thinks they're going to trade him. Um, she thinks he wants out to a degree. I, I don't want to put too many words in her mouth, but her sense was that he wasn't going to be back. Um, I, I view it a little bit differently. I, I think he's an emotional guy. I think he's, you know, diva-ish to an extent. I think he can be volatile sometimes. I don't know if, if and part of her logic was he totally cleaned everything out of his locker room stall, which he hadn't done in years past and stuff. But anyway, hmm. I, I think he's back. I think you got to just – what I would do is circle back with him if I'm like Howie or whatever or Nick mid-February. Just just let everything just settle, see where he's at. I, I don't think it's that, you know, uh, damaged. I, I think it's repairable. But what, what do you think? It's funny you bring that up. Um, I've been me, – me and Celio have been going back and forth about the future of this team and – what sacrifices may may need to be made so they can, you know, give themselves a fighting chance uh, to rebuild that defense, you know, with high quality talent. And uh, I'm I'm under the impression that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to find a way to trade AJ Brown next offseason. Not this year, but next year. Not not this offseason. And it's not because of the relationship being tarnished or whatever. He's a tremendous player. I just think trading AJ Brown could provide you so much. You could all right, I'll put two this way. Today you can get two first rounds for two two first round picks for AJ Brown today. You, you, you really probably could have. But um overall, I just think that they're in a situation where they need draft picks. They don't have the money to spend um, you know, in free agency really. Yeah. They're they're going to need to really give themselves a fighting chance to get this roster together. Um I kinda I kind of compare it to what the, the kind of compare it to what Chiefs did. The Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, and they leveraged that. They leveraged those picks that they got in return, and they completely reloaded on defense. And their defense is what it is now. Right. Obviously, right. you have to make the right decisions and draft the right people. And and it helps and, to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Of course, of course, and it helps to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. But then that begs the question: <clears throat> How much faith do we have in Jalen Hurts to be able to transition away from AJ Brown? Right. How um, because as of right now. Going into this season, I'm not ready to separate AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. Okay, but if Jalen Hurts um, takes his game to a level where I feel comfortable, then the Eagles may have to consider trading AJ Brown because look, Devontae Smith's payday is coming up, and you're not going to be paying two wide receivers north of 100 million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're just not. I, I don't. I don't think any team is doing it. So, um, the way I see it. Devontae Smith is their, you know, is their pride and joy. They drafted him, um, so they have a legitimate stake in him. AJ Brown, well, you know, AJ Brown was traded here. Um, there's no real ties uh, to the city outside of his production um, and outside of Jalen Hurts. Um, I can definitely, I can definitely see the Eagles trading AJ Brown. Do I want that to happen? Not really, but it's a possibility and it's plausible because it can really. Look the fortune of this franchise and give them and get again give them enough assets to reload his defense. But again, I'm curious to know what you think about that. Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, 
so your your thought is get get out ahead of the curve before he's a free agent when he's got one year left. Basically, is that is that what the gist of the correct thinking is? Correct, correct. So um, he the fir- okay, so he signed the four year extension, right? Yeah. And uh, this year, the twenty twenty three season, the season that just ended, was the first year of that deal. Because um, his first year in Philadelphia, he, he was in he the was final still on year. his Tennessee deal. Yeah, right, right. He right. He was in the he, he was in the fifth year option stage. So um, now he's entering the second year of that one of the four. So he'd have two year. years left on the deal when you. Move. So he would have two years left, but they have but they have an opportunity to get out of it after next season. Okay. I think fiscally, that's the perfect time to trade him. Um, Again, do I want him traded? No, because yeah. I, I would love for a team to find a way to make things work. But again, if you had to ask me, what's what's best for the team? You got to get yourself some draft picks. All right, I'm uh, I'm I'm keeping him uh, unless look unless he's saying he wants out. I mean, that's different. If this yeah, is that's weird. yeah. I'm I'm not even entertaining that because I'm, I don't believe that. Okay. Um, I, I don't, don't I, I don't yeah. necessarily either. Um I, yeah. I think he's, you know, the, the whole the year war on everybody, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. everyone's sensitive right now. So, so I don't so, think he wants out, but I definitely think they are thinking about who can they leverage to get more, you know, to, uh, to get higher quality picks, to free up some cap space, whatever it may be. It's entirely possible. I wouldn't move him up because here's why. And this is no knock on Jalen because there nobody is Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not moving him. I'm not moving him. I, I don't think you have enough offense if you if you trade him. I don't. Uh, and this is a team that emphasizes the passing game so much, even over at, at the you know at the expense of the run game. I got to have two beasts, and, and I'll figure everything else out. I, I get your point. I think everything you say is is sensible in terms you, of they're going like, to have like, like like do you not think Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard can become those beasts with more opportunities? I I think Devontae's because uh, let's you know. It, but, what, I don't think I don't. I think that AJ Brown's better. I do. I, I think AJ Brown is Batman, and and Devonte Smith is an incredible Robin, and could be a one if AJ wasn't here. But I don't think he's as, as explosive as AJ Brown is right. as dominant as AJ Brown. Right. And I don't trust Dallas Goddard. I don't. I think Dallas Goddard is all the talent of the world, but I don't trust him. He doesn't stay Fair. on the field. Fair enough. And I don't. This may be like I'm going to be really tone one of the like like underlying storylines here with uh, more. If Fangio, if Fangio, if Goddard goes off this year, I'm gonna be looking really sideways at, at Brian Johnson and you know and what the heck happened last year because when he was on the field, he didn't get nearly enough touches and Nick too, by the way. Yeah, I want to. I I, I kind of want to stay on this AJ Brown thing because sure. do you okay? As as much as I love AJ Brown and what he's done for the Philadelphia Eagles because he's 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 put this team in position, many positions to win games. He was a spectacular player, back-to-back seasons, over 1,400 yards, seven-plus, you know, 10 touchdowns, however you want to go about it. he He's a spectacular talent. This has nothing to do with him as a person. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of A.J. Brown. Yeah. I'm looking at it from the Philadelphia Eagles perspective. And you have you have a, you have a young wide receiver in, in, in Devontae Smith who just got finished dropping 150 yards on eight catches mm-hmm. in a playoff game when everybody else decided not to show up. Right. Yeah. He 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 instantly turned on the number one tag in that game. He, I agree with. I look. So, I love Devontae. So you know, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't want to frame it as if you don't like yeah. Devontae. Um, yeah. um, and I do believe AJ Brown has um, he has a he has a he has a dynamic skill set that's different from Devontae's. I totally understand what you mean by that. Um, 
But the reality is, with Jalen Hurts' contract, as this, if you're trying to really fill out this roster, especially on defense and you're trying to get better, and you're expecting your quarterback to get better, he's going to start to have to elevate more guys around him. Yeah. that That's the next stage in Jalen Hurts' development. He has to begin to start elevating guys around him, and he has to be able to start um, utilizing more guys around him. Is no, no no matter how you slice it, the AJ Brown the 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 Eagles offense the last season was too AJ Brown centric. I agree to, with you to the and point that's where that's on Jalen. You're right. That's on Jalen too. Right. He's got to trust others. He really does. Exactly. Yeah. So I just you know I just feel like right now the Eagles, if they want to fast track getting his defense back on track, they're going to so someone we love is going to get traded. So it, it's either going to be Hassan Reddick. It's going to it's either going to be age, probably going to be AJ Brown. It's all a possibility. Oh, I listen. I think anything's on the table. I do. Um, uh, so I, I think anything's possible. Um, but um, I, I think that it's more possible that um, I sent you a couple things in the private chat. Sorry. Yep. I'm, just, I'm, I'm booking guests as we're, as we're having Look, this discussion. No, no, you got it. You got it. I got you. I'm just trying to keep up with stuff anyway. So um, I, I think it's more, I think it's more likely, let me put it to you this way, that Hassan Reddick gets moved. I do, because I don't think he's happy with his contract. Um, oh. I, I think that there's such, there's still such value in edge rushers, even though his numbers are down a little bit last year, you could get, I think a pretty decent haul back for him. Tony, you know what I else to worry about though? Like just with moving anybody, man, like you, I don't know that you have enough right now. And I'm, I'm moving on from like really good players. It just scares me, man. I, no, I no, no. I, it scares me too. Right. Like it's, it's scared. It's scared the chiefs, right? It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, to, uh, you know, to have a guy like that in the building and trade him, you're taking a major risk and it, you know, it, it always goes back to this route. Do you believe Jalen hurts really is that dude? Yeah. Period. Yeah, I know. Because do you think they do? Let me ask you. Do you think they do? Right, and that's the million, and that's the that's the fifty million dollar question. Mm-hmm. Do they think Jalen Hurts is capable of elevating people around him outside of an AJ Brown? Do you look? Let's let, let's let's just go to the money for one. AJ Brown is, I believe, ranked in the top five, top six as far as highest paid wide receivers. Devontae AJ Smith. Is. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. AJ is, yes. Devontae Smith, he's going to get paid. Yeah. I think it happens. Back to back seasons, back to back seasons over a thousand yards over the past, um, um, so far in his three year, in his young three year career, over 3,000 yards receiving. He's been a lightning rod in production. Um, he's averaging over a thousand yards every year in his career. He just came off 140, 150-yard performance in the playoffs. His leverage is building. We mm-hmm. talked about this. That price that, that price tag is only going up. Do you really believe the Eagles are going to pay two wide receivers north of $20 million a season? It's a great question. Yeah, look, it's a great question. I, I hear you. Um, and no, it doesn't. <sighs> no team is doing that. It's very unlikely. It's very unlikely because yeah. you have to you have to spread that money around. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to start paying offensive linemen. Landon Dickerson's coming up. He's he he's back. Um, two time pro two time pro bowler in three, in three seasons. Yeah, his price tag is going to be tremendous. 
Um, the Jordan May lottery up is going to come up, come up faster than what you think. Um, uh, Lane Johnson on the back end, if they're, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to get to a point where he's one year dealing it. You know what I mean? All right, um, let, let, let's play the hypothetical. What would you get if you moved a AJ in your opinion? How high ooh, uh, on the high end? I mean, he's still if only, you, what is he? 26. I mean, he's uh, like 26, 27, something like that. If you moved AJ, if you moved AJ Brown today, after these back-to-back seasons, you're getting two first-round picks. Two? I don't yep. think you get two ones. How how how, how much how much did the Chiefs, Chiefs get for Terry Kill? All right, hold on. He's tw- he is 26. Okay, he'll he'll play at 27. It's still young. I mean, I'm, either way, whatever. Um, all right, let me look up with it. With okay, him. he was traded to Miami for five draft picks. All right, how many? Just ones? just him. He was he, okay. He was traded. Okay, here it is. Um, a 2022 first. A 2022 second, uh, a 2022 fourth. All right, so you, you're not getting two 20, ones for AJ. And, right, right. And uh, in a 2023 fourth and sixth. So, okay, two ones, that's a, that's a bit much. You're right. Um, but I don't know that you get a one. You got what? I'm telling you, man. I don't know that you get a one. Yo, Rob, I almost asked you a, I almost asked you a disrespectful <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> I almost asked you a disrespectful I, question. I, what? I'm t- I, I, you mean okay, Rob? Okay, live chat. This is where this is where I need y'all to pounce. All right. I'm telling Rob, you, man. You're saying here with a straight face on Sports Take at 11:28 a.m. Eastern Time. You're the Eagles can't get a first all right, round pick. Maybe, AJ Brown? All right. Let me put it this way: you get a, a one and a three, a, a, a one and a three. Back to back seasons, All Pro, second team. Back-to-back also, seasons, Pro he's Bowl. A, he's a pain in the tush. Uh, he's nowhere bit. near a pain in the tush than most of these other guys. He's, uh, it's he, true. He 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 he's he's an easier he's an right, easier I'll, drink I'll, okay. I'll go than, I'll go a one. What? A one and two threes. One and two threes. Yo, I don't think it's crazy, man. I don't. You're, you're undervaluing this guy. All right. All right. Hey, hey, Okay, let's 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 really <laughs> let's really I mean, pull let's, this let's really um let's really um break this down because I, I don't know if you're trolling me or not. So I'm not. I don't do that, dude. You know that. <laughs> I'm not trolling you. I know. I, I know. Okay, I'll go. I'll go with one and two threes. Listen to this. Okay, in 2022 and 2023, just think about these back-to-back seasons. Okay, okay. in 2022, okay. AJ, and he's been healthy. Yeah. In 2022, AJ Brown gave you 88 catches on on 145 targets. Um. Um, uh, 1,500 receiving yards, averaged 17 yards a catch, 11 touchdowns. He accounted for 59 first down conversions. In 2023, 17 games played, 106 catches on 158 targets, just uh, uh, f- um, just over 1,400 receiving yards. Right. Averaged almost 14 yards a catch, seven touchdowns, amounted for 70 first down conversions. You mean to tell me you you can you can get a similar Tyreek Hill deal like AJ Brown right now? I don't think that he's looked at in the same elite category whether it's right or wrong. I don't think he's looked at the same way as Tyreek Hill. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think he's that like a notch below in 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 organizational eyes. I think I love him. I don't want to trade him. I I just said I, I don't mean, want to trade him. I mean, I don't want to trade him either, but I'm just, I'm just acknowledging greatness. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to. You know, I don't think he's Tyreek Hill, though. I don't think. Okay, everyone has their. Okay, I'll put it this way. Yeah. Stylistically, they're completely different. 
Yeah. Right. One's power. Well, like Tommy one, one, one's, one's more Crazy of a, speed. one's yeah. more of a, one's, one's more physical and one's, and one's more speed and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Back to back seasons, AJ Brown finishing the top five receiving. I think Tyreek Hill is one. I totally understand. I understand what you're saying about Tyreek Hill. That is a, that is a different animal right there. Yeah. But the way, the way people value wide receivers today. Right. AJ Brown is easily a top three receiver, top five receiver in this in today's NFL. Easily, those kind of guys. I, I think he's top five. I, I do. I, those, I think he's top those, five. those kind of guys are worth a lot. Okay. Okay. Well, it, look, it's good debate in the chat too. A lot of you know, some people think I'm nuts. Some people think I'm on. Some people think you're right on. Some people. But here's the thing: like, I want is, people to understand. I'm not saying AJ's Tyreek. They're completely two different guys. Yeah, yeah. But, I got you. But, I know what you're saying. I know but as saying. far, but as far as when you're, if, as far as getting a legit number one, teams will pay. Do you see what? Um, DJ Moore, right? And now, granted, that situation was a little different because it was the it was the first overall pick. They were trying to package something to move up. That's something different. But right, my point is, a team if a team has an opportunity to get themselves a number one receiver, they're going to pay. They're going to pay. You're going to get a first round pick for AJ Brown, easily. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Better get it right though. I mean, if you if you move on, it's, and it's a and gamble. It's, it's, it's a gamble. Here's the other problem, Tone. Other than Devontae, you got nothing at that position. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. I know, like, I, know, I agree. Do, we're going to do look at, you know, back or buy, which is who's going to come back. Who's right. gonna go bye, and bye. again, I want to make it clear. I'm not talking about this offseason. And yeah. again, I want to make it clear that this is not what I want to happen. Right. But I believe that they're considering all options. And I okay. believe A.J. Brown is one of those options. There's a lot of smoke around A.J. moving on. But you're saying it won't be this offseason. Yeah, it won't season. be. I don't think it'll be this offseason. And I don't think it'll be because of who, him. I think it's going to be a simple business transaction. That's Here's it. the other tough part. Like, just say AJ, you know, goes off again next season. I don't mean go off like act, acting. I mean, like, has a great season. That's going to be a tough sell to the fan base to trade him. Of course it is. It always is. Um, a guy like that, it, 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 it yeah. always is. But again, um, I just, you know, I look at it like this. Jalen Hurts is... There's going to be Jalen Hurts has to elevate himself beyond AJ Brown. Yeah, he has to. Yep. This year he was too dependent on that man. It's 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 it's, it's, it's the, the coaches were too dependent on him. I'll put I put it that way because I think I, I think Hurts was only throwing the ball where he was told. It's but, one of the things that Callum Moore's got to do, and 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 part of it is you better get him some help too. Like it can't you know you got to get a third receiver who can play. Not why they, Watkins or that's why they have whatever. to draft well. They have to draft yeah. well because. Like, like, when I think about these top tier, when I think about these top teams, right, you know, that are legitimately competing, they don't have the weapons um, Jalen Hurts has. Like Baltimore, they they don't have one receiver better than A.J. Brown or Devontae no, Smith. No. They don't have one. No. Um, the Bills, Stephon Diggs, and then, okay. Diggs is on the downside. He's And, and he's on the downside. So so you get what I'm saying? Um yeah. Uh, the uh, the Browns, right? Amari Cooper, then I'll take AJ in. over Mark. Amari Cooper's good, but I'll take AJ Brown. Right, right, right. But overall, my point is, most of the time, most of these teams, when you when you when you're trying to fill out the rest of your roster so you can be a, a more formidable foe, yeah, you can't. Their the Eagles are so heavy on the offensive side as far as money spent, personnel. They got to balance that out, and the person that's going to give you the most value or the most return is probably AJ Brown on this side of the ball. All right. All right. And again, I like AJ Brown. Glad I like him. This up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's, some, it's 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 something that's that could be in 
in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I got you. All right. All right. Keep that. Uh, just tuck that one away. We'll see what ends up happening mm-hmm. there. All right. I can't uh, believe you. So when we, <laughs> when we come back, uh, <laughs> we're going to do a couple things. Where do the Eagles rank right now in the NFC? Where do they rank right now in your estimation? And we're going to look at the five most critical improvements that they need to make. We'll do all that. We're going to do back and buy when it comes to free agents at 12 o'clock. We've got a lot in store for you. So you don't want to go anywhere. That's Tone. Nobody's getting traded right now. I'm Tone. I'm Tone. I'm Tone. He's Rob. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. Happy Tuesday. All right. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Thrilled that they are part of the show. Family owned since 1985. You got Alex and the crew in there each and every day. Uh, just putting together the best variety of food you could possibly have. They offer 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the specialized pizza. However you want it made, they'll make it. They don't just do pizza, though. They have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810. Here's a little more on Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back, back. Tone. That's Tone. I'm Rob. Sometimes I get confused. I might I might start using name tags just just to remind myself. I uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. Hey, right. Listen, while we while we were on break, yeah, I just wanted to look up to see how the how the Chiefs leveraged the Tyreek Hill trade. You know what they got in return? How did they use those picks? Right? Yeah. And with the age with the with the uh, Tyreek Hill trade, the Chiefs were able to leverage that into Trent McDuffie. A cornerback who's been super productive Stud. for them. Stud. Stud. Yep. Uh Sky Moore. Um, a guy that that they use. Solid. Um, yeah. So he's okay. They mm-hmm. use him. They, they try to get the ball to him, but still, um, not a world beater. Um, Rashi Rice, a guy that they that, that was their primary number one wide receiver. He's turned into an excellent receiver. Yep. 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 He's um he's I think he put up about uh, just over 900 yards receiving this year. Um, he was the he was the leading wide receiver. It turned into a D tackle, Keandre Coburn, and um, they still have a 2024 fifth round pick that they had to use out of that deal. And it also turned into offensive lineman Darian Kennard, um, a rotational guy for them. So uh, they were able to um, get something out of the the biggest name out of that. Obviously, is Trent McDuffie, and he is a huge part of he is a huge part of their defense and what they do. Um, they Spag, Spagnolo uses him all over the place. He sends him in blitz packages. Um, he plays the slot, plays the outside. Trim McDuffie is a weapon for them. So, uh, I don't nice know. job out of Brett Veach. Yeah, I mean he turned he turned all that into into some pretty quality players. I, I would hope if they move on from one of these guys that Howie can do the same. I, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always I always worry a little bit, Tone, about the unknown. I mean, I know what AJ Brown is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't they know. They drafted what- George Karloftis as well. You know, so that was yeah. um. It, look, man, this is in in sports. It's all about cost and benefit, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about getting a return on your investment. And in business, you got to take some risk. Everybody's not going to be on board with it, but it's the. I'm just trying to think how many of those of kind of of those kind of trades pan out normally. No, not not that. Have how has Howie made? How many of those kind of trades has Howie made? Oh, that's a good question. How many of those where, kind of where trades? Where you're moving a guy who's still potentially in his prime, Pro Bowl, you know, caliber right. player. That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure, but 
you know, the, these kind of trades happen all the time. Uh, we've really we've seen them more lately with like uh, quarterbacks, right? We've seen Russell Wilson get traded to Denver. Seattle flipped that into Devin Witherspoon, Tyreek yeah, Willen, good trade. It was a good trade. Um, yeah. Kenneth Walker. They flipped that. They flipped Russell Wilson into their basically their whole rebuild, which yeah. which worked out for them. Uh, the Packers. Aaron Rodgers they traded him. They flipped him and they turned him into an entire rebuild. That team, that team is a young defense, but they play well. Young offensive weapons, but they play well. Um, I'm just again, I'm just trying to give the Philadelphia Eagles a, a fighting chance at getting back to the Super Bowl. That's all I'm trying to do. I got you. That's, my, I got that's, you. that's, that's, that's my ultimate goal. All right. Uh, interesting. You know, definitely food for thought. Um, for sure. All right. Let's uh, let's take a look at this. So, I ranked. The top, I, I ranked the top six teams in the NFC. Top six? I did six. I know it's okay. random. No, it's fine. I did six because I, the Eagles. I stopped, at, I stopped at 10. All right. But the reason fine. I did that is because I had the Eagles at six. That's why I stopped. Oh, okay. Got gotcha. you. Um, well, you. Let, let me, let me, let, well, I'll go first and I'll just throw you kind of what I have here. You tell me, okay. tell me what you think here. All right. So I, uh, I had the Eagles sixth, as I said, I have the Rams five. I have the Cowboys four. I have the Packers three, Lions two, 49ers one. So I go Niners, Lions, Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Eagles. Now, I I could easily, like four through six to me is pretty interchangeable. Mm -hmm. uh, you're talking about, you know, three teams that all bowed out in the first round. Um, Dallas perennially comes up small in the playoffs. The Eagles did this year, but that, you know, we're in the Super Bowl last year and the Rams look like a team that's gotten their mojo back and are climbing. So I don't think the other three are really that disputable three through one, but tell me, tell me where you, where you fall with this. Um, so at number one, I have the Niners at number two, I have the Lions. At number three, I'm still putting the Cowboys slightly better, slightly better than the Packers. Um, I understand the Packers did what they did to them, and that's that's an ex that it's no disputing what they did to them in the playoffs. But it's also on par with who the Cowboys are in the playoffs. So I don't think the Packers broke a trend, right? It's, nonetheless, though, I think the Cowboys are three. I got the Packers four. I got the Rams five. Bucks six, Eagles seven, Ooh. Seahawks eight, Saints nine, Vikings ten. I'll Interesting. Okay, I and I I know the Bucks beat the Eagles, but I think the Bucks take a step back next year. I, I some of this is projection, I guess. In fairness, okay, okay. If I yeah, I mean if you if you're just looking at it like the Bucks knocked the Eagles off, the Bucks should be ahead of the Eagles for sure. But yeah, all right, get go 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 one through. Go one through where you had the Eagles one more time. So Niners one, Lions two, Cowboys three, Packers four, Rams five, Bucks six, Eagles seven. Okay, well, give me your logic again with the Packers and the Cowboys. So for me, just, right? You think it's just like a, okay. a playoff thing? I, okay, so the Cowboys perennially lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're not a playoff team by definition. They don't do well in those situations, right? Yeah. So I personally feel like anybody could have caught them in that moment. Anybody. 
Okay. Um, it just so the Packers were on, you know, on the docket. Um, I and I look at it like this: I believe if the if the Packers and the Cowboys played ten times, I think the Cob, if, I think the Cowboys would win six out of those matchups or seven out of those matchups. I, I I just think from top to bottom, I think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys just have a better roster. Um, the Packers are younger, um, they're spunkier, they're pesky, they're up and coming, but I think the Cowboys still are just more talented than them. Um, I just think the Packers caught a uh, quarter, uh, you know, quarter dead dog, you know, and um, yeah, that's my logic. I just think, I just think the Cowboys just are just more talented overall, uh, even though, again, I know the Packers starched them. I, I completely understand that, but teams lose to inferior teams all the time. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes, and now someone might say, well, how do you have the Bucks ahead of the Eagles then? Right. How does that make sense? Yeah. And, and my logic for that is, the Eagles' defense is so bad, so bad, and the way that offense looked, I can't. I just can't put them ahead of the Bucks. I just can't. I, I think the Bucks just look better, play better. Um, I think they're better defensively. Um, I think they're better coached right now, until further notice. Mm-hmm. I just think that. I, I and then they played them so long ago in Week Three, Week Four. It's just like the Bucks were a totally different team. Same thing with the Eagles. The, the, the Eagles right now, they easily they, they easily were the worst team in the playoffs on the NFC side, easily. So they it's, were. They so were. It's, it's just hard for me with to say they're better than significant changes coming. Yeah, I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, it's, it's, just, you. it's just hard. Their, def- their defense is so bad. I think Tampa limped in, and I know they beat the Eagles, but I, I just I, I feel like they're stepping back. I I like I guess I like Green Bay a little bit more. I, than than you. Um, yeah, and look, it's only one spot, three and four. I mean, you know, it's not like I have the Packers at like eight or nine, right? I I just think I just think the Cowboys just have a slightly better roster. Mm-hmm. Have a slightly better roster. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. All right. So I I think we're we're not all that far off where we have the Eagles though, which is, you know, look, a, 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 a to me a quality offseason gets them ahead. Of the Rams, I, I think a quality offseason gets them around three. Where the only two you could say for certain are the Niners and the Lions ahead of them with a quality mm-hmm. offseason. But that's that's what some serious stuff happening. Like the, Howie needs to go on a heater, meaning he he has got to hit a lot of different things. You know, not just one, not just two, but he's got to hit a lot in the draft and free agency, and he's got to. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, they have twenty eight million in cap space, but they're going to have to do some things in terms of extensions and whatnot to, to, to you know, be able to really maneuver here. Um, yeah, yeah. This um, this off season, I believe he's going to have to. I don't think we're going to see that much free agent movement for the Eagles. I okay. think, I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of drafting. You know, maybe a guy sprinkled here and there, but for the most part, they got hit in his draft. They need to, they need to re, reinvigorate the foundation of this team. The foundation of any football team is your, is your draft picks, and that's your free agents. Those are the hired guns. Those are the mercenaries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the guys you draft, that's the foundation of your roster. That's you know that's the sign of a good team and a bad team, right? Regardless, yeah. even if even if you're going at the free agents or not, you're only going to be so bad if you're hitting on your draft picks and you have a solid foundation. The Eagles on defense, especially, they have not really established a solid foundation. 
um, amongst DBs they've drafted, linebackers they've drafted. Um, you could debate the D-line because of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Um, we don't know what Nolan Smith, um, Nolan Smith is yet. But overall, I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to, you know, completely re, um, refurbish the foundation. I agree of that, of that defense, and, and think I think about that, it. I think that gets done in the draft. Well, let, let's let's swing into that then. Let let's look at five most critical improvements needed. Um, if I'm going one tone and I'm working my way down, I'll start with one. If you can get Hertz back to elite 2022 Hertz. He'll cover up a lot of warts. He'll cover up a lot of warts um, if you lose Kelsey and maybe the defensive line isn't as good. He'll cover up a lot of warts if your defense isn't anywhere near what it needs to be. He'll cover up a lot of warts, period, if you can get him right. Um, I, I would say that's the biggest thing. Uh, this is team-wise, Kellen Moore-wise, Nick-wise, whatever. Get him back. Get him back, it fixes a lot of things. House looks a lot prettier if, if, he's, if he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay. I, so I'd have that um, at one. I'd have D-line QB pressure slash run stuffing. Basically, D-line start playing like, uh, you know, you're paid and, and where you were drafted to pay. Play. Um, they need to be much better. So I would go with that number two. So I'm kind of toggling, you know, Kellen Moore and then Vic Fangio. Number three, I would go ability to adapt slash make adjustments for the coaching staff. I felt like last year they were predictable and they never, ever, ever swung off of what their initial concept was going into a game. Uh, number four, easier said than done. Play better on the back end. That is a long list here. That's two corners. That's maybe three corners. That's two two safeties or maybe at least one safety. They got to be better. Um, and all I'm looking for for number five, is solid, not great, solid linebacker play. Just can't be a sieve. I don't I think it's asking too much to get solid. No, I don't think I, I don't think it's asking for too much, especially uh given the fact that they've been so abysmal at that position. Mm -hmm. They can stand to be a little better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh uh to piggyback off of your list, um, for me, um, because I thought about doing it in as far as importance, like one being the most important. Mm -hmm. um, I know you have Hurts being one. I have Hurts at five as far mm -hmm. as my list of importance, importance because as though, even though he had a turbulent 2023 campaign, I trust him to take care of his business. So I, he's not somebody that I stress about right now. Just not right now. Uh, am I concerned? Sure, but I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over Jalen Hurts because I, I, I've had I have this inclination that he's going to get back on track. But, um, but, but, but my logic is how important he is. Right. He's no, no. Right. Right. To get shifted into the into the. the no, I understand. Line. I yeah. understand completely. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's important. You know, regardless of how you slice it, right. it's extremely important that Jalen Hurts gets back to MVP form mm -hmm. without a shadow of a doubt. Um. But at number one, I had the D-line because I'm thinking, of, I guess for me, I'm thinking about where this Philadelphia Eagles team surprised us or failed the most. Right. And I think that D-line failed us more than anybody else. I agree. I agree. And I and because they're so integral to the success of an entire side of the ball, they had to get better. 
they have to get healthier. They have to um, get more in shape. However you, however you want to slice it, whatever you felt like you saw throughout the season, they had to improve there. Mm-hmm. Um, if that defense has any chance of getting back to at least top 12 form. Then after that, I have the linebacker play. The linebacker play has been lackluster. Howie Roseman can lean on those Super Bowl years all he wants about the linebacker play, but how, but the problem is you can't sustain it, yeah. or you ref, or you refuse to invest in it after you've gotten quality play from it. Mm-hmm. That's why when people go above and beyond for Nicobe Dean, I kind of scratch my head because I say to myself, "Y'all realize he's not gonna get a second contract, right?" Yeah. So why do y'all even care? You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna get the second contract. That's not what the Philadelphia Eagles do. Mm-hmm. They found a guy in TJ Edwards that was undrafted and they developed him. They found him on draft day or the day after. What difference does it make? A seventh round pick, undrafted guy, uh, they're all the same. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. develop that guy, you let him walk. So I'm supposed to believe that they're going to all of a sudden change their mantra with Nicobe Dean. I'm not going, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not jumping off a cliff from Nicobe Dean. So um, they have to improve the way they approach that position, period. I they just don't to. want him given anything. I want him not to earn it. And that's my thing. I don't want anything. And, you just proved you just gave me another point why TJ Edwards was the guy because he wasn't given nothing. He had to prove it every step of the way. He was he was one of the better linebackers in college. I think he went to Wisconsin, right? He yes. was one of the he was one of the better linebackers in college. I think he was the he was the runner up behind uh TJ Watt, I believe it was. I can't remember who was it Bosa. I don't know. He was the runner up behind one of those guys for um the, the Chuck Bernerick Award. The only reason he didn't get drafted is because of a 40-yard dash. It was okay. his first 40-yard dash was horrible. <laughs> but that's why he didn't get drafted. Nonetheless, he's a he's he was one of the top tier linebackers. You you found him, you you developed him, and then you let him walk after he has his best year. Make it make sense. So yeah, they got to change the way they look at that position. Uh so that was my number two. Linebacker play has to improve. Um, my number one was the D-line. Uh number three, um, they got to get younger at DB. It's, it's from a starting perspective. They yep. got to get they got to get younger. I mean, they did draft Kelly Ringo. They got they got Eli Ricks out there. They got Josh Joe. They got some young guys. They got Zip McPherson. They got some young guys that they're interested in. Yeah, but none of those guys are slam dunks. All those guys still have um, corks in their game that they have to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they need to go high value pick in this draft when it comes to the cornerback. They got to get younger at DB. Kevin Byers not the answer. Um, they need somebody back there with some more athleticism um, next to um, Reed Blankenship or Cindy Brown, whoever's going to be out there. Cindy Brown has to get healthy first. They have some prospects back there that are interesting. Yeah, I'll say that to say the least. They're interesting. Keely Ringo, I'm fascinated. By I, he's the most interesting of the young guys yeah. for me. Hands he's down. interesting. Size, Brown, right. you know, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. He, he, has to be, he, he has to get a little, a little more looser in those hips. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he can be a little flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after you know, once the wide receiver, you know, stems the route, he can be a little flat footed. But other than that, he's fascinating. So, like you said, the size, the athleticism, the length. Um, I'm interested. Sidney Brown, I'm fascinated by him. Right? Eli Ricks, I'm hot and cold on him. Uh Josh Joe, same, hot and cold. Zep McPherson, hot and cold. But overall, I think I think right now on this roster, their top two prospects in, in the defensive back room is Sidney Brown and Keely Ringo. They need to add in another couple guys in there to stoke that fire some more. 
Mm-hmm. I think they should go DB in the first round. That's what I yep. believe. Yep. Um, I do too. So, I do too. So yeah, I think they need to get younger there and just improve there. So that's my number three. Um, my number four, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has to get back in the lab. He had entirely way too many turnovers this season. Um, it was it was it, it was sad to watch because you no one expected him to turn the ball over twenty times or nineteen times if we're splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but uh, fifteen interceptions, four four fumbles, four fumbles lost, or fourteen interceptions, five fumbles lost. Do the math on your own. Yeah. <laughs> he has to be better. Period. He has to be. He has to get better with his feet. Um, I wasn't really a fan of his feet. Um, you know, this season I felt like he drifted too much. His mechanics um, definitely suffered. Yeah, no question. And it, yeah, and for me, it was really about the feet. And quarterbacks are built from the feet up, not from the top down. He just seemed like he seemed to drift when he dropped back, especially um, with the blitz. Uh, yeah. Like I, it, it, he fell into the habit of always going to his right and drifting rather than climbing the pocket. Like mm-hmm. one step up in the pocket, if these guys are coming hard at you from the left and the right, is a game changer. You saw, mm-hmm. you see what guys who don't have the mobility of the hurts has. It is a game changer, and they make a living out of it. And it's something he's really struggled at last year. Pocket yeah. mechanics. And here, here's the thing, right? What concerns me now is, you know, because there are some guys who are able to defy their physical limitations from a height perspective. Drew Brees, you know, yeah. um, you know, in, in, in his throwing motion, he he Russell always ended Wilson. up on his tip. He always ended up on his tippy toes, you know, at the, you know, at the, at, at the top of his throw. Um, Jalen Hurts, he's on the shorter side. He's like six one, six two, something like that. I think six feet, maybe. Um, he's basically my height. I met him in person. He's my height with our cleats. So, yeah. um, he's going to have to do whatever it takes to feel confident enough to step up in that pocket and, and make sure his uh, his passes don't get batted down. I think that's something he thinks about. I think that's something he thinks about. Um, stepping up, um, he's shorter. Guys may bat those passes down, not throwing in the middle. I think I I I, I think that gets him a little skittish. Mm-hmm. He has to improve there and get more confident in that pocket and trust his ability and trust that guys are going to get open. So um, he has he has a few things to work on this off season. You know, don't get it twisted. So um, Jalen Hurts, that's that's my number four. My number five is coaching. Um, they're already on the fast track to uh, to try to work that out. Bring in Kellen Moore, you bring in Vic Fangio, um, Clint Hurt, um, Carl Scott, right? Um, yeah. so you know, we'll see how this thing pans out. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say those hires are slam dunks. I'm not gonna say they're awful hires either. I'm gonna say so far, very interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll we'll see how it goes from there. A lot there. of experience. They yeah. have definitely a lot, a gone they've gone way far from the from the youngsters, like you know, with between Fangio and these guys, mm-hmm. you know, Clint Hurt and Carl Scott, these are these are experienced dudes uh, on that side of the ball, for sure. Yep, yep, yeah. So one D line production, three linebacker play, four get younger at at, at uh, defensive back. Uh, Jalen Hurts mechanics, um, and um, and uh, number six, I mean, or number five, um, coaching. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Okay, all right, good, uh, good list there. All right, so when we come back. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion, and we're going to look at free agents here, guys who, who could potentially walk, uh, and we'll do the back or buy. Will you bring them back? Will they come back, or will they go bye-bye? We'll do all that when we return. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances is imperative, right? And I was right there at the front of the line for a very long time, but I found the right person in Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, and they can be great for you like they're great for me, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business with employee benefits that you need help kind of kicking off and you're not really sure how to go about that. 
they can help you with that as well. Um, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. He is also a great wealth of knowledge of resources for you. If you have any questions regarding, you know, what's going on with your investments, what about something you may be looking at? Hey, I'm confused by this. What's happening here? What I see a trend. He's always available to answer any questions that you have. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. can also email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Tone and Rob. Rob and Tone. 
We're not really sure who's who anymore uh, at this point <laughs> on this Tuesday. All right, let's look at it, Tone. I, and I didn't hit every single free agent here. Uh, just, you know, the, the ones of consequence, okay? Uh, some of the, you know, the, the, the names that we all know. I'm not going into, into the you know, fourth string, you know, offensive linemen or stuff like that. But right, let me right, throw some right. at you. All right, look, uh, let's let uh, with the premise too that we don't know what Kelsey's going to do. He's a free agent. We've been over the Kelsey thing a million times. You know, it's up to him. If he wants to come back, he'll come back. If he doesn't, he won't. Okay. All right. So there's that. Um, but let's just do that for a second there. What's your gut telling you? I, I, I still think he retires, but what's your gut telling you? Uh, I have this strange inkling. Um, that he's going to find his way back to the Philadelphia Eagles locker room and uh, still be one of our uh, elder statesmen. I'm rolling with Kelsey coming back. I don't know what it is. Okay. I feel like the longer he waits, the higher the likelihood he comes back. Okay. Because if his mom was made up, he would he we would know by now. It's been, what, two weeks since they lost that game? Three yeah. weeks? Yeah, 15 days, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. We would we would know something. Boy, does it feel like longer? Something. By the way, oh my God, does it feel like longer? But anyway, um, okay. W- when did he let us know last year? Do you remember? I want to say. Was it okay? Okay, was it before the? It was before the draft. Oh, oh, it had yes. to be hundred percent. I think it was. Was like it before the combine? March, early March. Um. Was it after the Super Bowl? Actually, it was at the Combine. Do you remember how he was on the New Heights podcast? He made the announcement, and they did shots. Do you remember that? Uh, yes, I do remember that. It was I at do the remember Combine. That. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Combine's coming up right after the Super Bowl. He had he has plenty of time to make that, uh, make that decision, obviously, but. It'll be early February. It'll be early to mid-February. That's what I think he's coming back. I, I, I think he's coming back. I do. Um, okay. All right. That's fair. That's he, fair. He's, 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 he's too damn good at his job. Come That's, on, man. So I, I don't, I, let me, real quick on what Shane has here. He's, De, Devontae Smith projected to get five years, 29 million. He's not getting 29 million a year. No, he's not getting that. He's not getting that. <laughs> um, I, and I, believe me, he's really good. He's not getting that much. Um, but interesting thought because it, it does play to what we were talking about earlier. Can you pay both of those guys? And it's going to be incredibly expensive to try to do it, to try to do so. Actually, you know, I was looking up his market value now on a uh, spot rack or spot track, however you want to, however you want to label it. Um, according to, according to uh, spot track, his uh, average annual salary market value, uh, his estimated uh, average annual salary, Come contract time is nineteen point nine million. Yeah, that's, and, that's that sounds more reasonable. That sounds more realistic. That sounds um, about right. Yeah, yeah. Because you uh, can load that up with bonuses too. You can do things mm-hmm. to lower the the yearly cap number also. Uh, okay, let, uh, let me ask you this real quick before we uh, before we continue. AJ Brown's getting twenty five million a year. You think Smitty commands below that? I do. On, on par with that. I think he's. I think Smitty's going to be, um, between twenty and twenty-five million. That's what I think. I think he's below it. Not a ton below it, though. Yeah, I think he's below it. But 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 yeah, I mean, not by a long, by a by a super long stretch. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's getting twenty million. He's better than Chris Godwin. Okay. 
But but I'll tell you, Tampa Tampa's got a tough decision because Godwin's making twenty. Mike Evans is is now a free agent. He's a stone cold free agent. Like he's yeah. you know that's going to be. Mike Evans can still play, man. Like that would be a massive hit to them if he leaves, and it feels mm-hmm. like he's going to be leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Devontae's he's going to get paid, but they're not paying two wide receivers enough for twenty million. I don't see that. Yeah, anyway, I don't think so either. All right, so yep. Kelsey. All right, so that's where we're Kelsey. All right, let's go Fletcher Cox. Fletcher made ten last year. He was their most consistent defensive lineman in the pass in the run, even at 32, 33 years old and playing increased snaps. I think Look, Cox comes back. I think it's going to be a, a raise. Remember the first time 15, the first time. Okay. So the first time they, they, they uh, re-upped him on the one year deal was 14 million. Then this past season, it was 10 million. Yeah. He's had a better year this past year than he had the year before going into that one. You think this season was better than the Super yeah. Bowl? I, I do. I do actually. Yeah. Let me just. I think he you, had seven sacks. Are you, Super Bowl are you sure? Are you sure you're not just saying that because everybody else was so bad around? No, him? I, I think he was good, man. Like, and I, and I think he was good all around. Like, I think he was good in the, you know, I'm not telling you anybody was spectacular. He was good right. in the run game. He was good in the pass game. Um, I think he can get in the neighborhood of 12. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking between. I think I'm thinking he gets around. I think he gets between eleven and thirteen. Okay. So okay. Um, Buy that. Okay. Okay. And so going into going into the 2022 season, they re-upped him for 14 million, right? In yep. their 20 in their 2022 campaign, he put up um, through 17 games played, uh, 43 total tackles, seven sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Um, and he also had uh let's see here. Yep, yeah, that was it. And then in 2023, through 15 games played, 33 total tackles, five sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, um, two pass deflections. So those seasons are pretty similar. Obviously, there's a sack difference. Uh, but overall, though, I mean. They paid him 14 for 2022. They paid him 10 for 2023. The production did technically go down. He's going to get he's going to get somewhere between 10 and 14. I think I think that's the that you know that's the that's that's the range for him. And the question is, where do the Eagles draw the line? Because somebody else will give him that. Um, uh-huh. Hey, shoot, somebody might give him more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say he's back. I'm going to say he's back. I think he's back too. Okay. Uh, Oh, sidebar! I'm I'm seeing uh, an ad. I'm seeing a pickleball slam ad, Rob. That's right. Get on board, Tone. That's all I can tell you. Get on. <laughs> it's on it, e- it's going to be on ESPN on Sunday. Have, we have plenty of room. Yeah, it's going to be Mac and Row. A lot of the old school guys, like uh, oh Agassi. wow, you really know this, yep, Mac and Row and Agassi, uh, Sharapova. Uh, yes. Come You're on, really, man. Are you really like this? Like this? Oh, this I entrenched? It. I love it, man. I love it. We, I got to get you on board, man. You come back to town, you're gonna play. Yeah, um, you know, give get give, give me about ten or fifteen birthdays. I got you. <laughs> uh, it is not just an older people's game. That's all I would tell you. Oh. Uh, but it mostly is. No. Uh, all right. So uh, let's go, BG. This one he's sucks, a, but I don't he, think he's gonna be back. Yeah, I, this, I, I, yeah. shame. This one, this one hurts, but he's not coming back. Um. I love BG. I love his character. I love the personality, man. Love, 
Love what you brought to the table on the field. Love the tenacity. Um, uh, you know, the leadership. You know, he personified Philadelphia, but he's yep. gone. Yep. He's gone. Yeah. And I, and honestly, you know what I think? I think if he can't get back to Philly, I think he just retires. I, I don't do see too. him yeah. uprooting his family, taking him to another city. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think see so it. either. I, I, you know, it's like I know he really wants to play 15 years. He's, he's he mentions that you know quite a bit. You know, is it really worth it to end up playing for maybe some potentially bad team mm-hmm. just to say I got my 15th end? I don't know. I mean, that that's up. He's earned every right to do whatever he wants. But I, look, here's what I, here's what I do know: A, he's got a job with the Eagles if he wants it, mm-hmm. and, and B, he he'll have a job in the media if he wants it. I mean, it's Brandon Graham. Will more than land on his on his feet if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm awake. So are you, or, or I'm awake. Are you? Is he says Detroit? Now maybe you know maybe he goes back and plays in his hometown. That's possible. Yeah, it's, very it's not possible. crazy. Not yeah. crazy. Um, also, through 14 seasons, he's made a lot of money, man. Um, oh no, four, he's not hurting for coin. Uh, no. uh, 14 seasons, his total earnings, um, 93.7 million. Yeah, throughout his yeah. whole career. Brandon doesn't strike me as a guy who's spending his money yeah. frivolously either. So yeah, and I, all, and also his wife, um, um, his wife strikes me as the kind of woman that's very uh, accountable and agreed. responsible, and um, you know yeah. she holds down the fort for sure. No question. Um, yeah, so I got you. Uh, I think Brandon Graham is. Um, I think he retires if he can't come back to Philadelphia. I think you're right. Uh, all right, let's run through some of the linebackers here. I'm okay if Zach Cunningham comes back. Hmm. I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, like. Again, you're okay if he comes back, or do you think he's coming back? What's the, what's, what's the difference? Um, I think the way Howie went out of his way to praise him, I think they make a real attempt to bring him back. Hmm. Yeah. Howie better be careful. You don't want to talk him up too much and impress yourself out of him. Yeah, but he played so, well enough where I'm okay with him. You know, I, I he think was easily he was definitely their their best linebacker. But again, remember I said this to you before. No, this falls into what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Is he the best of a bad lot? Yes, he was the yeah. best of a bad lot. Right. Well, I'm saying like if he's if he's like your number two next year, or a depth guy, yeah, I'm okay there. I I, I look, I'm not paying him a lot. Of yeah, money. yeah, yeah. If he if he's my number if he's my third linebacker, I'm okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can yeah. do a lot worse at my third linebacker. That's where I'm at with him. So, um, as far as the uh, the rest of these guys, Nicholas Morrow, I know you led the team in tackles. Bye-bye. Uh, Shaq yeah, Leonard, yeah, it's, it's sad, but you're it, it's unfortunate, but it's it's over. Um, and I, it's not going to happen here. Sean Bradley, if you get him back for like a league minimum to still play no. special teams, I mean, okay. But I'm, I'm fine if you move on there too. He's coming off of the um, the tear. Yeah, Achilles. Um, He's knowing if I if 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 I got this thing right in my mind, his representation is going to do everything possible to try to get him back to this roster because they know him best. Um, this is a special might, team. Like this isn't a guy yeah. you, you even count on for anything yeah. else. Yeah, he may end up he he may end up you know a special team spot. You know you know vying for a roster spot come season's time. It all depends. But um, he's not somebody that's going to move the needle. He's not a priority signing. Let me put it to you this yeah. way. If he's back, he's going to be it, it'll be a later later move after you've taken care of some of the frontline sort of stuff there. All right, let, let, yeah. let's put it that way. So, what would I give it a 50-50? Yeah, I give it a 50-50 he's back. You know, somewhere around there. 
Um, all right, l- l- let's jump to some defensive backs here. I believe, Tone, that the Eagles have the opt-out for Kevin Byard. I believe that that's the case. Yeah, so what happened was they restructured his contract um, to the point where they're, they're able to completely get out of like they don't they don't owe him any money this year. See ya. Bye-bye. Can't play anymore. I'm good. Move on. Where are you at? Oh, uh, I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I'm ready to move on for sure. Uh-huh. Um Braden Mann, our punter, he's coming back. My man comes back. I'm not messing with special teams. He's coming back. Hundred percent. No, you got you solidified punter. You know, after the years that we had to suffer with Sippos. No, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, Justin Evans, bye-bye. Can't stay healthy. Got to go. Yep. Bradley Roby, see uh, Bye. He's yep. out. No, thank you. Um, there, there, anybody else? I mean, that's kind of all I went through um, on the defensive side. Uh, uh, Quez on the offensive no, side. No, well, I'm out. going offense. Yeah, I'm going offense. Oh, I'm you were. Okay, okay. I got you. I got you. All right. Yeah, let, let's go there then. Let's start with the with the real the biggest the big names. Let's go DeAndre Swift. 1049 yards, five touchdowns, Pro Bowl. He's out. He's out. Yeah. As of right now, uh Spotrack has his uh, estimated mar- market value at 6.7 million per year. Um Miles Sanders got 6.3 million per year. So if they wasn't paying Miles Sanders, what makes you think they're going to pay Swifty? I yeah I'm. You think they're giving DeAndre Swift four years, twenty-seven million? No, I agree with you. If he in fact gets that somewhere on on the open market, God bless him. Mm-hmm. Who's paying that though anymore? Like Miles Sanders was a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know Miles I mean? Sanders kind of Miles Sanders is kind of uh kind of ruined it for some guys. <laughs> he kind of I know, it. and that like props to his agent by the way. I don't know how he got that deal. When yeah, no he was the running only running back getting paid, really. Yeah, he was the only running back to really get, you know, a decent payday. Um, he signed a four-year $25.4 million deal and $13 million of it fully guaranteed. So Oof. yeah, Miles Sanders, uh, he, he he made he made out pretty well. Um the, here's the crazy thing about it though. So far, uh in total cash. Um, Miles Sanders has earned twelve point three million in total cash. Um, he still has some. He still has some money left over on that Panthers deal. Obviously, that hasn't hasn't you know made it made its way in yet. But as of right now, so far, he's made twelve point three million. If everything bodes well in that Carolina deal, if he plays the whole thing out, um, he would have had an estimated career earnings of thirty point seven million. Good Not him. bad. Good. Good for, for him. him. So, that's a second rounder too. Like at mm-hmm. running back. That's that's a. I, again, props to the agent. That's a good haul. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give you this one. Uh, interesting, and I actually like this move for the yeah. Steelers. Uh, according to Tom Pelissaro of the NFL Network, uh, the Steelers are expected to hire Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. The he Steelers? Was a really, yeah, Steelers. That's a good move, I think. Wasn't I he think, the OC in Tennessee? He was. <clears throat> so he okay. goes there. Um well, I'm gonna, we'll talk about them later, but I, I still think despite what they're – they're all sort of doing this, yeah, we like Kenny Pickett. I think they're going after a quarterback some way, shape, or form, be it draft or or a trade or something. Like I think I – don't, I don't think it's going to be Kenny Pickett as their starting quarterback next Kenny year. Kenny Pickett is not the answer. No. 
at all. He's also a, a sidebar. Also a sidebar, really quickly, since we were talking about the running back money. Yeah. Um, with Swift. Um, so far throughout his career, DeAndre Swift has earned eight eight point six million. So he's got to get as much as he can get. Yeah. That's basically why I said that he has to get as much money as possible. When you can, when you compare it to a guy like Miles Sanders, who so far has made about twelve million, and if everything blows over the contract, he'll make about thirty throughout his whole career, or throughout, or at least throughout the length of the contract. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, DeAndre Swift. He's a running back. Go get your money, player. I mean, especially there's no, there's no more critical contract than the second contract for a running back. Mm-hmm. At, no, no, this, he's not going to have a better chance. He's not gonna, this, 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 in my opinion, this is DeAndre Swift's best chance to, to whack the market. Yeah, because after that, you're doing like hang-on contracts if you're a running back because you're pushing 30 at that point. Now, here's another part that may throw a monkey wrench and everything, right? Here's here here's one thing. In 2024, when it comes to running backs and free agents, there's Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Cordell Patterson, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, uh, Damian Harris, um, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, um, Kareem Hunt, A.J. Dillon. All those running backs are free agents. Latavius okay. Murray. This running back market is huge. Yeah. So here's here's what you do if you're Howie. You say to DeAndre, go play the field. Just come back to us before you do anything. We'll talk. And you watch how the field plays out for the others. Like, we may not know who the Eagles starting running back is going to be telling until, like, close to camp. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. Because if some of these guys who you just mentioned, who still have gas left in the tank, aren't getting good offers out there, that's when Howie swoops in and gets them for a one- or two-year deal to come back. Yeah. Yep, a lot of these guys are between the age of 24 and 30. Yeah, kind yep. of a magic number uh, at, at that point, at that position. All right, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Mariota, I don't think he's back. I think they just roll with Tanner McKee, and it's cheaper. Yeah, it is cheaper. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, find somebody else, maybe free agency, that's super cheap as well. Um, or they may draft the guy. You never know. But I think I think they do roll with Tanner McKee. I like Tanner McKee. Um, I'm curious to see um, how he continues to develop. Um, I like his size. Um, I like his uh instincts at the position. He throws a he throws a beautiful back shoulder pass. Yep. Um, that was kind of his signature throughout the preseason. That was like his most successful um pass. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely. I was surprised. I know it was a preseason. He he looked better than I thought he was gonna look. He, he, he looked, looked way better. He looked better than I thought he was gonna look. He moved better than I thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, preseason. But I see. I I put more stock in the preseason than most people. Yeah. So. I think I think Tanner McKee's um an interesting prospect, an interesting uh guy to continue to build on. Okay. Uh let's go. Um I think one's obvious. One one could be back. Let let's go with running backs here. Um we'll start with Boston Scott and then we'll go Rashad Penny. Let, let's go Boston Scott. I think we've seen the last of Boston Scott in Philadelphia. Yeah. I think I think this is the last hurrah. You know, um Boston Scott is a guy that I've always loved, but you know, as of right now, he's 28 years old. Uh, his more his estimated market value is 1.5 million per season on a one year deal. So, um, he may catch on somewhere. Somebody may bring him on and have him compete, and he 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 has a chance to make a roster. Um, 
you never know, but I don't I, I, I don't think he comes back. Um, the fact that he's been able to hang around the league for as long as he has is truly amazing. Um, throughout his entire career, Boston Scott has made uh, $6.2 million to date. Um, so look, man, to you know, to you know, to, to do a job for about five, five or seven years, five, six years, and, and you make out with six million out of it. It beats a real job. Yeah. It beats it, it beats it beats what we're doing. Yeah, so. I mean he yeah. He uh, the other problem he has is he is a pretty decent kick returner. The the only problem is there's so few kickoffs that you actually field and return. Like if it was mm-hmm. if this was five, six years ago, that added value that he has there at, at, with that skill set would have been much more valuable for him than, right. than it is now. And then day. the Eagles really didn't use him this year, so he didn't really get a chance to now really show or prove his value yeah it's tough it's, it's i think tough. he i think he finds a job but i don't know if it's in philadelphia i agree all right i think we're both agreed we don't need to put much time into this one rashad penny yes hey listen where do you normally find pennies these days yeah in the couch you know near a fire hydrant yeah you know penny yeah i, I don't even know why he was here I, I, nobody does. Nobody knows why he was taking one of the off. greatest kept secrets. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to the receivers. This is where it gets interesting. Uh, I'm good if all three of these are bye bye, but Quez Watkins, let's start there. Done. Dunzo. Goodbye. Dunzo. Finito. All right. Uh, let's go. Olamide Zacchaeus. I just didn't show I like much. him, but I don't think he comes back. I yeah, like him, though. He didn't get enough flashes. opportunities. Yeah, some of it, some of this may be a little bit unfair to him just because he didn't get shots. Like they just didn't give him a shot. In yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to make sure I got his numbers right. Olamide Zacchaeus, this season, he only had 20 targets. He had yeah. 20, he had 20 targets and caught 10 of them. You know, that's, he did the most of what he could. You know, he, uh, he had two touchdowns. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He had some big touchdowns too. They were key. One one came in that Bucks game earlier in the year, um, when the Eagles offense was kind of struggling, and they managed to get some points up. And that's where they kind of took off from there. And then he had obviously had his best catch I've ever seen um, in that in that uh, Eagles Bills game. Yeah. So Phenomenal, he has he's he, he's going to he's going to catch on somewhere. Uh, this year was his was his one of his worst years for us production because he yeah. again he, he was better in Atlanta. He was way better in Atlanta because he he was the guy in Atlanta. There was no one else there. Yeah, uh, I think Drake London got hurt, so he had one of his best years last year. Um, Seventeen games played, sixty-one targets, forty receptions, five hundred thirty-three yards, three touchdowns. Um, he's going to catch on somewhere. Um, I, I also think the Philadelphia Eagles don't get enough out of, don't get enough out of that wide receiver three position, regardless of who's there. But I, but I, I do like Oz. He, he, uh, he's a high effort guy in the run game. I like him, but I don't know if he comes back. All right, uh, Julio, great career, Who? Hall of Famer. Thanks. Oh, Julio, Julio, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, he's, yeah that, you got to get younger that's, there. That's done. You got to get younger. That's done. Yep. 
All right. Uh, tight end, Albert O. I mean, we never saw anything out of him. I, I you know, yeah. it's whatever. All right. Uh, let's go offensive line. There's there's two guys in particular that are. That hey, what are about very, my man Jack Stoll? Jack Stoll's. Uh... He's restricted, isn't he? I think he's restricted. Oh, is, is he restricted? Pretty sure he's restricted. Yeah. I, I think he comes back. I mean, he, he provides, you know, he's a valuable blocker. I mean, there's no question about that. I think he's back. Yeah, I'm a Jack Stoll guy. He's not going to cost you a ton either. I mean, so he'll – he's dead. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Jack Stoll, he is – make sure I got this unrestricted. There we go. Okay, yeah, you're right. He is – nope, nope. No, yeah, you're right. He's restricted. He's restricted. Okay. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I would I would assume he's back. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, all right. The 2-0 I actually like both of these guys' depth. If you, if you bring him back on cheap deals, um, I, Driscoll and Opeta. I think they're both fine. I think they're the kind of guys you need. You need Swiss Army yeah. knife guys. And Driscoll can move around. Uh, he can play guard. He can play. He can actually play mm-hmm. a little center, and he can mm-hmm. play tackle. I'm fine with him. I actually, Opeta did okay when he had to jump in a couple times for Jurgens. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ultimately Tyler Steen is your guy if Kelsey moves on and Jurgens goes to center. But you know, you need depth. I, I would bring them both back. Yeah, I actually had them both coming back as well. Uh, Sue Opeta and Jared Driscoll. You're always going to need your rotational um, guards and tackles. You you can't you can't survive without them. Yeah. Just going to Opeta have a proven track record in Philadelphia of being um, stabilizing forces. Um, one game in particular, um, Jack Driscoll really showed up in that Bills game when Lane Johnson uh, couldn't play. Yep. So, no wait, I got that mixed up. No, I it take was... that back. That was the Jets game. It was the Jets, and then he, but he did yeah. miss. He struggled the first series, That's and then right. after that, after that, he 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 stabilized. Yeah, yeah, that was right. that was Jets game. Sorry about that. Yeah, so I mean, that did I? Am I missing anything? Anybody of note? I think. Um, no, you pretty much nailed it. I mean, I'm looking at some guys here. Uh, we we we've covered everybody. It's not going to be that many guys coming back here, uh, but obviously the heavy hitters, Kelsey Fletcher Cox. Um, I think I think you you and I are have, have differing opinions on Kelsey. Kelsey's thirty six, uh, Fletcher's thirty three, BG thirty five. I think Kelsey comes back. You don't. I think Fletcher comes back. You think he if he does, it's going to be around thirteen million, right? Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I know, um, like, let me put it this way too. Jeffrey Laurie loves Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. Not quite Jason Peters love, but he's a big Fletcher Cox fan. Yeah. But yeah, Jason I, I, Peters, I, I, man, that went on forever. When, when he was, he was nowhere near the same guy. But man, woo! Man, Jason Peters, man, that's the that's the Godfather right there, man. Oh my God, he still played last year. He started Seahawks. Incredible. I mean, Yo, I this dude, this dude is like, he's like an old, he's like an old Dots challenger. You just gotta, <laughs> it, it just, it just it continues hold, to start every time. It holds up. Out. Turn it over, it go, it starts, man. It gets you where you need to go. It just right. is. It just holds uh, up. Uh, let's come back and we'll hit some Sixers last night, and I want to tie it into um, which team is closest to winning a championship. So we'll we'll, we'll discuss those things when we get back. Tons of stuff on the NFL uh, to dive into. We also had Doc Rivers making his debut, Ben Simmons returning. So a lot, a lot to get to. That's for sure. Let's talk about proaction restoration. If you have a home, you have a business and you've gone through the pain, the inconvenience of smoke, of water, of fire, of mold damage, you name it, uh, it can be really, really difficult to deal with, right? You're not really equipped for that. But ProAction Restoration is, and 
they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. So anytime you have an issue, you reach out and they will be there for you. They were for me with the water leak that I had coming from upstairs into my downstairs. They took care of everything and they worked in conjunction with my insurance company. So the price was right. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction Restoration, again, are the people that you reach out to if you have any issues with water, fire, smoke, damage, mold remediation. They can handle it all and then some. If you're not sure about something that's going on, reach out as well. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. 
What's up? Appreciate you hanging with us on this Tuesday. All right. Uh, so let's uh, dive into some Sixers here. Tone. They lose last night to the Blazers, 130-104. They had no Embiid, no Maxi. It's their third straight loss. Uh, they are 29-16. and 16. I don't take a lot from it, to be honest with you. When you're yeah, I was going to say, two, I don't take much from it either. <laughs> no, I'm not sweating it. Um, you know, when you're missing those two guys, you know, it's understandable. Harris, just coming back from an illness, didn't provide much either. He was three for nine from the floor, nine points in 20 minutes. You know, you had some of the role players, Pat Bev, a couple of those guys early were stepping up, and Kelly Oubre were playing well for you. But as the game went on, <clears throat> Those guys kind of slowed down a little bit, and then they couldn't get any stops. The Blazers went on a like a nineteen to four run uh, in the third, and just kind of ran away with this game. It was I, I watched until about midway through the fourth, and then you know fell asleep basically. Um, so it wasn't wasn't much, <laughs> it wasn't much to write home. Yeah, the, the Blazers have um they have a, they have a couple of players that I like a lot. Uh, I love Anthony Sim- Anthony Simons. Um, he only put up 15 points last night, but I love his game. And uh, Jeremy Grant, he's a guy that I feel like has truly grinded himself into being uh, one of the more reliable wing players uh, in the NBA. Um, the Eagle, I, I mean, this, I think the Sixers drafted Jeremy Grant, didn't he? Ray they did. He played here. Yeah, he played here early part of his career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first three years. Um you know his 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 career trajectory is truly amazing. He truly built himself up. You know he's now you know over over the past I want to say one two, over the past four seasons he's averaged he's averaged twenty points per game 20, 22 points per game. He's he's literally positioned himself to be a legit legit wing in his in his league. Um, you know he grinded. You know he fought for playing time, all that kind of stuff. But overall, man. Um, he really figured it out in OKC, and then he transitioned to Denver for that one season. But I, I really like Jeremy Grant. Um, I always have. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. They have some young. There's talent there. They they need to move on from a couple of veterans. Like they're going to trade Brogdon, um, who is a good player who can help somebody. He's just not. I don't think he's part of their, you know, future. I didn't understand the DeAndre Ayton trade. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of his. But whatever. I've never really been a fan of DeAndre Ayton. I mean, no. But there's talent there for sure. There's young talent there, yeah. uh, no doubt. Um, so the interesting thing is, and Bede misses another game. He's now missed 12 altogether, mm-hmm. which means w- when you consider how many games they have left, he can only miss five more games. Tone. Um, that's where that's where it is right now. Um, they he they have 37 games left through the Sixers, and he can only miss five. So that's to be eligible to win the MVP. They put the rule in in the offseason that you have to pay, play at least 65 to be able to win it. This is to, to, you know, try to eliminate some of this load management stuff and guys just taking off, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I don't see it happening personally. I mean, yeah. they play they play again tonight against the Warriors. You think he's going to play tonight? I don't think so. Yeah, I think um, I think Embiid's going to sit himself out of the MVP race at this rate. Uh, that rule, it's so touch and go. There was a point where I was like, okay, I get it. But then when you really think about it, it's like things happen. And if a guy plays 64 games or 60 or 60 games, is he really not the MVP because he only plays 60 and one guy plays 65? 
Right. Like it's we're splitting hairs there. Now, obviously, if a guy only played 40 games, he shouldn't be the MVP. Like, come on, 40 games. But if a guy plays, I feel like I feel like at bare minimum, if a guy plays 60 games, 58 games, he should be in consideration for the MVP, right? I know. Like here, here, I so it's to me, go, I, I feel like I go back and forth. I can't contradict myself because I'm one who's always screaming about this, you know, guys just taking off all the time in the NBA. And they're trying to do something to, to curb it a little bit. So I got to stick by it. I just because I and I, I, I want to see Embiid win the MVP. Yeah, but I'm not going to I'm, I'm going to stick by it. I think it's a good I think it's a good rule. I'm I get it. I get yeah. Listen, I, I totally understand the, uh, you know, the rule in theory. Um, it's just going to be slim pickings by the time the end of the season comes. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I get I, it, look, though. I get it. And ultimately, it'll be a shame. He's averaging 36 and almost 11 and a half rebounds. I mean, there's no doubt who the MVP is, but it is what it is. And I, you know, he keeps saying over and over again, I don't care. I, you know, I want to win a championship. Good. I hope that's your mindset. I really do. Uh, because he got it last year. You know, he's got the MVP. But there's no question about that. That's that's where this is all. I see a lot of people in the chat, and I agree. You know, it's it's like he's got to show up in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what we really care about, right? We care about the, those playoff performances more than anything. No doubt. All right, let's go a uh, little little Philly stuff here. Oh, I'm going to pass this along, too. I thought this was very cool. Tyrese Maxey, his jersey sales are up to number nine all overall in the NBA. He's nine and beads 12. Now, you may say at first that's kind of funky, but I, I think most people who are Embiid fans probably have an Embiid jersey, I would think. I don't know. Maxie's kind of new to this right. thing. But I like that he's getting some some national recognition here. Um, I like that, too. I mean, Maxie is Maxie has positioned himself to be one of the most promising guards in the NBA. Um, right now, he's right now he's playing like a top 10 guard in the NBA right now. That, that's that's how he's playing right now. Um I love the combination with him and Joel Embiid. I love, I love you know how their how their skill sets don't intersect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're they're completely two different players, and they, and and they operate so well together. And then you throw in Tobias Harris in that combination. It's it's a it's it's a fun trio to watch work. Um, but Maxi, man, what, what, I told people about this. You guys, start, bro, I'm not gonna let you off the hook. You and D Gun. You guys said I was crazy about Maxi. You guys, in what, in thought, what way? Well, you guys felt like he had his limitations. You guys felt like you got. You guys felt like he couldn't really be the one, right? And you guys felt like he was more so a two. I still think he's a two, and I love him. You think he's a one? Listen, man, the way I see it, he's playing like oh, he's a, he, he's he's moving the ball. Yeah, he's making the right basketball plays. He's scoring. Listen, remember this is the new NBA, so there's there's not there aren't any two there aren't too many prototypical ones anymore. Yeah. Um, but for me, he's putting up points. He's distributing the ball. I think he's averaging about seven assists a game, and um, he only turns he only turns the ball over about once or twice a game. I think his I think his turnover per, um, stat is he's averaging one point six turnovers a game. Yep, through forty two games played, and he has a four point two assist to turnover ratio. For every four assists, it's one turnover. That's pretty good. So, uh, he's averaging. He's averaging where is it? Six point six assists per game, twenty five point seven points, um, averaging a steal a game. Come on, man! You know he's, I, he's, hey, he's man, look, look. Far <laughs> be it from me to knock 
in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, I'm just teasing. I love Ty. I, like to me, Tyrese Maxey. See, I I think in terms of uh, broad appeal, like I think he would really appeal to like a young kid because he's so electric, so fun. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like I, I'm not surprised one bit that his jersey sales are through the roof. Yeah, he's such a he's he's such a fun player to root for. Oh my god, good dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I can definitely see his appeal with the kids. I'll tell you, man. You, you talk about we we were discussing this with the Eagles. My man is going to get paid this offseason. Who Maxi? Yes. Yes, of course. He's going to what? The Sixers are going to. They have no choice. What do you think he's getting? Um. Good question. Um, I, I think he's going to get borderline maxed. Let's see here. Tyrese Maxey. All right. So let's see. So they don't have anything up right now as far as the, the market value, estimated market value. But what I can do, I can look up the top salaries and the average salaries for his position. Let's do that. Right. So let's just go with the guards because those guys intersect. So Steph Curry is the highest paid guard in the NBA at $53.8 million a year. <laughs> Jesus. 53 Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that is that is wild. When you, yo, I don't cuz okay, so I pay more attention to, to NFL contracts because that's more so where my, you know where my wheelhouse is. Yeah. Um every now and again I look at NBA contracts. It's been a while since I really looked at them. NBA contracts are ridiculous. Like Stephen Curry average salary 53.8 million a year. Bradley Beal 50.2 million per year. Paul George, I think Paul George is a forward, but okay, whatever. Paul George, right now, they got him as a two guard here at 44, uh, 44 million. Damian Lillard at 44 million. Trey Young at 43 million. Luka Doncic at 43 million. Zach Levine at 43. Fred Van Vliet at 42. Kyrie Irving at 40. Darius Garland at 39.4. And I think that's where we start to see where um, where uh, Maxi may land himself. Um, I think Maxi's going to find himself. In that thirty-eight to forty-three million range per yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Clay, Clay Thompson's making thirty-seven point nine. Shea Gilgis Alexander's thirty. He's underpaid. Shea Gilgis is underpaid. Thirty-five point eight million. It's, it's crazy to say a guy who's making thirty-five million a year is underpaid. That just sounds insane, doesn't it? Uh, CJ McCollum thirty-three point three million. Drew Holiday thirty-three point seven. James Harden thirty-four point two three. De'Aaron Fox thirty-two point six. Donovan Mitchell, 32.6. Jordan Poole, 32. You know, I, I got into a lot of arguments, Rob, back in the day about yeah. say Tyrese Maxey is better than Jordan Poole. And a lot of people didn't want to say it because they saw that playoff performance by Jordan mm -hmm. Poole. And they were like, hey, he's the man. I'm like, listen, if you really watch basketball, Tyrese Maxey is better than that man. He plays, he plays, he plays the game better. He's it, more efficient. It's not even close. It's not even close. He's a more efficient shooter. Um, he, he, he knows how to play within the offense. Gets other guys involved. Doesn't make dumb plays, but nonetheless, um, Max is going to get around 38 between 38 and 43 million a year. That's what I, I think. I agree. Okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, quickly, I just want to touch on Reese Hoskins at no surprise, classy, you know, out the door here. Uh, basically saying he really appreciate the Phillies were up front with him from the jump. Uh, when, when Bryce Harper decided that he was going to play first base, the Phillies told him, told Reese basically, Hey, look, there's not a spot for you, man. Uh, you know, we we don't 
We don't want Schwarber playing in the field. Schwarber's going to DH. Harper's going to be at first. There's just not a spot for you. Go do your thing. It doesn't mean we're completely shutting the door, but, you know, whatever. So he ends up getting $34 million from the Brewers, you know, and, and everybody everybody handled it like adults. So it's all good. Um, and that's how it's supposed to be. Look, in business, yeah. there are going to be some people who are happy, some people who are sad. There are going to be some people who like what happened, who don't like what happened. But at the end of the day, at the base of all deals should be truth and transparency. Yeah. In my opinion, I agree if with you. If we're, if we're transparent throughout this process about what I want, what you want, what we can actually do, if we're transparent. Yep. Sure, everybody may not get exactly what they want, but at least you can say I didn't lie to you. Yeah. And I and, and that and that's the kind of deal maker I I, I, I want to be. At the very least, you may not like the outcome, but you but one thing you will never be able to say I lied to you. I agree with you. A lot man. of people, a lot, a lot of a lot of people can't understand that basic. Uh, you can't live by that basic compass in business. Yeah. No. No. Uh, how about this? This is a surprise. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions, has informed the Seahawks and the Commanders that he's staying put in Detroit. Get the get out. Whoa. That changed to a curveball. That is big time for Detroit that they hold on to him, man. That is big time. That's and big it, time. So he either. What do you knows, think motivated that move? Well, he either knows that somebody else is getting Washington or Seattle, or he didn't like the what situation. he was hearing. Exactly. Either one of those two. I think it was more so that. Dude, that's a small. Like, hey, man, I know there's only 32 of them, and I'm. I don't fault anybody for jumping at a head coaching gig, but if he felt uncomfortable, he can stay in a very good spot and continue to to put up big numbers in Detroit. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. You know, sometimes That's the major news, sometimes the best moves you make are the ones you don't make at all. Yeah. And um, sometimes just because something's offered to you, that don't mean you take it. Hmm. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm really surprised at that one, but good for him. Good he for must, him, man. He, whatever conversations he had in those respective organizations, most notably the commanders, whatever those, let's say those conversations went well for the commanders, but for him, he probably was like, there's some, something's this off. Something's yeah. off. Something's off here. I don't. Well, you know do how it? it is, Tone. A lot of times, your gut's telling you something, and and we stupidly ignore our gut sometimes mm-hmm. and convince ourselves of something else. But your initial, I don't know, is probably yeah. you almost always right. <laughs> you know, he probably he, he probably felt like you know he didn't trust the new ownership. You know what I mean? They're new, which means that they're going to be very impatient. He probably's like, yeah. Oh. Another one of these will come up, I'm sure. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, so, they always do. Ben Johnson staying put in, in uh, Motown. All right. Um, so I'm just thinking about this for, for real quick. Have some fun with this. Okay. I like um, fun, Rob. Sixers, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers. Which team, in your estimation, wins the next championship in Philadelphia? Temple. No, I'm kidding. Um, Don't do that to me. <laughs> it's not funny. You said we're having fun. No, that, that wasn't no. fun. That was not fun. <laughs> Temple is annoying me at, 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 at uh, so badly in, in basketball and football. Don't get oh me my god, man! But if it's, yo, it's been a while since Temple's been good at even basketball. I just want to be relevant again. I, I don't. I'm not yeah. saying in basketball a national championship, but can we be ranked? Can it yeah. matter again? No, I, I feel. You, I feel you. Hey, speaking of Temple basketball, I don't know if I told you this. Did you know Deontay Christmas is my cousin? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. All. He was a hell of a player, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the yeah. He, um, 
Yeah, DeAndre Christian is my cousin. Um, his, that's um, awesome. What, my, is he playing overseas? What, like, what's he doing? I, I don't. I forget. Um, I haven't tapped in with him in a while. I was a big um, fan of his. But um, I, I haven't tapped. I haven't tapped in with him in a while. But last time I checked, um, he's still making good money overseas. Last time I checked, good for him. Um, yeah. Um, my dad and my dad and his dad, you know, their cousins. You know, they ran together, like you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like first cousins. So, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah, it's my cousin. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, his time at Temple was awesome, man. He's a good player. He was tough. Yeah, he was good. Um, all right. So, who is it? Who is it in your estimation? I'm serious. Temple. So I'm, no, I'm joking. Um, but nonetheless, I think the team that's closest. It's so hard to say this now because what the Philadelphia Eagles have done to us over the past few weeks. Right. Oh. I want to say the Phillies. I think the Phillies are closer. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I think the Phillies are closer because the Sixers still have to prove they can get out of that second round for one. So I can't say they're closer to anything. Um, just uh, the Eagles, um, their team that's completely, completely devoid of any defense and just still try to figure out their offensive identity. Um, new coaches, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. It's just it's, it's so many unknowns. As much as we like the Sixers and they're a fun story right now with Maxi and Embiid and all that. There's 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 two, there's more unknowns with the Sixers and the Eagles than there are with the with the uh, than there are with the Phillies, you know. Same thing with the Flyers. There's a lot of unknowns, um, and yeah. there's and they're clearly not ready to win a championship. So, um, I I, I got to go with the Phillies. They came the closest. Um, they're bringing damn near everybody back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they I wouldn't be surprised if they make another move. Um, Rob Thompson is still coming back. Ownership and the GM—they're all still in the They're all still in alignment with the vision. I think the I think the Phillies are the closest to winning um, a championship for the city of Philadelphia. Interesting. All right, so I'm going to eliminate the Flyers because they're in the they're on the ground floor. They're going the right direction, but it's it's way too soon. Right. If if, if this is in terms of who's winning it next, okay. So right. Flyers are out, right path, not there yet. Um. Now it gets interesting. Because you can really shake up the other three, stick your your hand in the hat, pull one out, and, and it's not crazy. Um, you know, if you think about the Sixers, can't get out of the second round o- over the last few years, but New really should have put Boston away. Should have. In game six. Didn't, they sh- obviously. They should have put Atlanta away a few years ago. Remember that? Put Atlanta away. Yeah. So- uh, and, you know, Boston is, is looked at as a team to beat, but – you know, they're, I think Boston's really good, but I don't think they're great. I don't think anybody's unbeatable in the East. Right. Which means if you get there, I mean, I know, you know, you got Joker and those guys to deal with out West, but I don't know, man. I look at the rest of the West. Like right now, Minnesota's in first place. Oklahoma City's in third. The Clippers are in fourth. Sacramento's in fifth. Golden State wouldn't even be in right now. The Lakers are a nine seed. Like, what I'm driving at is if you the landscape is out, changing. Yeah, you get out of that east, man. It's not impossible. It is not impossible. That said, um, I'm still going to go Eagles tone, and I know that sounds crazy, but I've seen Howie Roseman spin out of a mess too many times to discount it. I think he is. He's one or two really good moves away on the defensive side. Really, from them becoming respectable defensively, and if you believe enough in Kellen Moore getting Jalen right, dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, think about it. All right, think about how many unknowns you just named, though. I know, I know, 
That's my I, biggest I thing. It. I like to I, I like to bet on what I know. And the Eagles have a lot of unknowns. Everything that you said, okay, if it works out. Think about the ifs and the what yeah, ifs. Yeah, there's a lot the, of ifs. So it's, and it's a lot of unknowns with the Eagles right now. Yeah. You know, the Phillies, again, I understand, you know, they had their little hiccups and there, but I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And they should have been in the World back. Series, man. They, they, they Many argue been. they should have been in the World Series. Probably could have won it all. Like, I, I know more with the with the Phillies than I do with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I can't bet on unknowns. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to bank on Howie's track record of being quite a magician when things look down. I'm, I'm going to bank on that. And I feel that is like fair. He responds when things go bad. Yeah, he typically and, responds. Typically. And, and I believe the only thing I, man, I, I'll be honest with you. And I believe in Jalen getting back, but I, I don't know about Sirianni. I feel like they surrounded him with some guys who, who can coach just good. I don't know. I don't know. But I, here's what I would say. I would say the Phillies, I would go, my pecking order would be Eagles, Phillies, Sixers. And I think Sixers and Phillies and Eagles are all really, really close to one another. They really are. And when I say track record uh, with Howie, when they were 4-12 and 12 in Doug's last year, two years later, mm. they're in a Super Bowl. When they were a, a, a terrible team under Chip Kelly, two years later, they win a Super Bowl. And some of that was hiring the right coach, and some of that was making incredible moves in the offseason. So that that's mm. what track record means for some people who may not understand that. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. Now he's got to have a good draft. He's got to be able to do enough on the defensive side to make it serviceable. Not great, mm -hmm. but serviceable. And you got to get the line back. Line's got to come back. Got to be good. Sounds to me, you're naming reasons why they shouldn't be. No, no, uh, I don't know. Because I, I, you, you're, look, you're telling me that you got the most out of Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat. Uh, Jalen Carter, uh, Milton Williams, but right. you did. Maybe right, this coach you. can. Maybe there's a lot of maybes here. You yeah. know. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I, listen, I understand in theory, right? I understand why you feel the way you feel. Um, and look, this and that's the beautiful part about this show, right? You know, we can we we, we can we can still see the perspective, but still disagree, right? Right. And I think, yeah. And, and, and I think that I think that's the beautiful part about what we're doing here. Oh, and it um, will always be that way too. Yeah. So, yeah. I look at the I look I look at the I look at the, okay really quickly yeah while we can um let's just look at the MLB landscape right now okay um you're way more keyed into baseball than I am I lean I lean on you a lot in this yeah. regard yeah um let's just look at let's just let's just look at the National League right now okay um the Phillies had the Braves number until further notice. Until further notice, the Phillies got their number in the playoffs. I believe that. All right, I'll, I'll go with the other side on that. How many times can you keep beating that uh, insane Braves team? Okay. How many That's... times are the Dodgers going to underachieve? The Dodgers have assembled an all-star team. They have. They have. Otani, gotta... the other Japanese pitcher, it's insane what they're doing. They like, have. Are they going to keep coming up small in the postseason? Probably not. Probably not. Um, so, so are you saying the Phillies have been benefactors of two underachieving organizations? Well, the Phillies have knocked the Braves out the last two years. So right. I'm not – the Phillies put them away, man. So Fair the Phillies square. deserve props, no doubt. But I, I also think the Braves team is more talented. And logically, eventually not, – not that the Phillies aren't talented, but logically I think the Braves eventually are going to beat them. And the Dodgers – and the Dodgers have been loaded a lot too and, and okay. don't do it. But they're really loaded this year. 
Okay. So, so that be- that would be my and I would like I think the D the D backs come back to earth a little bit. Okay. Um I don't really love some other teams. I, I think the Phillies are, are the third best team in the NL. Right I think Milwaukee's on the come up. They'll be okay. Yeah, we're getting Reese will help him with some pop for sure. We'll yeah. get some pop there. I also like that for Reese too. He went to a situation that's pretty promising. I like that for him. Yeah, he's so. good. Look, he'll be good. They'll love him there. I mean, he'll he'll fit in very well with that team. Yeah. And the big question for them, he is playing first, I believe, is just defensively. That's all. Where where do you rank the Phillies right now in their conference? And, and they're third, in my opinion. They're third. Yeah, behind yeah, the Braves and the Dodgers. Yeah, I I would go. My pecking order would be Braves, Dodgers. What about the Braves? Put some ahead of the Dodgers for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was just giving you the people to. I, oh, I would okay, probably okay. say the Dodgers, Braves, Phillies, Diamondbacks. And I know I know the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, but I put them there. Um, mm-hmm. Cubs. Yeah, that'd be like my top five. Okay. Those teams. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Dodgers based on talent and pitching now that they have, even though Otani can't pitch this year. Yamamoto, right. I think, now, is the real Now, game. remember, baseball is a very funny game. Um, it's the kind of game where just because you spent it, that I mean, that I mean, you earn it. You feel me? So, oh, totally. um, the, we, the Dodgers are the, are the greatest example of that ever. Yeah, the, yeah, the Mets as well. So, yeah. when you think about it from that perspective, although they did load up. And the Braves, you know, they're 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 talented pitching and, and hitting all across. They're they're one of the they're one of the better teams in the league. Until further notice, the Phillies got their number. Until yeah. further notice in the playoffs, right? Well, once they once they knock that demon off their back, okay, cool. But until further notice, um, I think the Phillies have just as good a chance to make it back, to make it to the World Series as the Dodgers and the Braves because those two teams have underachieved. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Phillies, I believe they either played to, played to the standard or overachieved. So, which yeah. one do you? Which category do you think? The I Phillies think the fall Phillies into? have. I I think um, they played above their heads a little bit to get out of the hole that they always put themselves in around yeah, what is that July the, June. Yeah, and to get to the NLCS, but I think where they underachieved, you get up three games, uh, three games to two. Going back to your place. Yeah, they they, they you choked. They you choked. Choked. Well, they lost three games in a row. Like <laughs> they yeah. choked completely. Two of them at home. You needed one at home. That's all you needed. Yeah, that that, that was a choke job for it sure. Is. That no was a mistake. complete choke job. Yeah, so they they choked there, but they overachieved big time getting to the World Series the year before because nobody expected. No, nope, n- nobody saw them coming then. Yeah, I think the following year people were like, okay, all right, they're good, but how good are they? And then right. they make it back to the NLCS to a game seven. So I think so. You're, you're never as good as your best. You're never as bad as your worst. Yeah. The Phillies are clearly a playoff team. Yeah. They're going to because of who they are, because of the way they play. The, you know the 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 mystique they carry. Because the Phillies have a mystique, believe it or not. Yeah. You know they're known as this team that just won't die. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talented, obviously. The Schwar bombs, you know, Harper, Trey Turner. We can go on and on. Okay. Um, uh, but hey, I let think. Me, let, me, let me give you this too, Tony. Yeah, go ahead. This is what Adam Schefter just put out. So okay, possibly um, Ben Johnson's asking price spooked the two potential teams. Oh. My man was looking to get, you know, broken off. So. Well, look, sometimes, listen, you want to pay me for my headache? You, you, you better pay the right price. Look. <laughs> The commanders, that's that, that's going to be a headache to take over. It, like, would you not agree? 
Oh, I mean, who's your quarterback? <clears throat> I don't know what Josh Harris is going to be as a football owner. I have no idea. Exactly. <clears throat> not, not to mention other things. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns there. Seattle, I mean, do we really feel like Geno's the guy for the next four or five years? No, they're drafting a quarterback. So that's a bit of an unknown. You know, he has really good receivers he'd be stepping in there with, though. That would be nice. But, um, yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, all right, let's let's get a timeout. Let's do the, the full let's NFL thing when we come back. Uh, we'll talk uh, coaching hires, who's going where, who's not, et cetera, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take. Let me tell you right now about Flynn Tree Services. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. You know, keep in mind we got you know some some sketchy weather right now. It's a great time on a solid day to get your tree evaluated, your tree situation evaluated before anything bad really hits. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money 
in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. What is up, friends? Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Uh, welcome back in. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Tone. I am Rob. All right, so let's hit some things, Tone. Uh, just to reiterate, if you're just tuning in, uh, Ben Johnson will be staying put in Detroit, which means he will not be taking the Washington or Seattle gig. Uh, he will stay there with that high-powered offense for at least one more year. Uh, so there's big news for Detroit. I'm sure they are bummed in Washington and Seattle. So that's the the first piece of this thing. A um, couple other coaching hires, um, guys who are actually grabbing the uh, the gigs here. All right. So uh, Bobby Babich is now the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Um, he will be taking over. Um, he was named the defensive coordinator uh, today. He joined the Bills in 2017. 17 as the team's assistant defensive backs coach and worked his way up uh, recently in charge of the linebackers. So he's been there for quite a while and he will take over there. He's had previous experience with the Browns, the Panthers and in college football. So he is the, he is the defensive coordinator in Buffalo. All right, let me give you some numbers here, tone what the, uh, from, from a ratings perspective here, what the games did uh, the early game, the Ravens and the chiefs, 55 million viewers for the 3 p.m. kickoff between the Ravens and the Chiefs. It's the most watched AFC championship game ever. Woo. Ever. So, yeah, the juggernaut. Uh, That's a lot of people. the NFL. Just keeps how many, rolling. How, how many people are in the United States? I don't know the exact number on the top of my oh, head. Yeah. Um, but you got – so you got 55 there. For the later game, you got 56.9. You almost got 57 million watching the later game. That's a 19% increase on the Eagles Niners game from last year, in part because the Eagles destroyed the Niners and it just wasn't a really competitive game or fun game to watch. Whereas this game was highly competitive. So how how many how many million people you said you had watched 55 that? for the AFC and 56.9 for the NFC? Okay. So let's just say they captivated 56 million people, right, on average between those two games, right? 56 million. There is a total of 339. This is people that's on record. Okay. <laughs> There's 339.996 million people in the United States. So if we're doing some math here, uh, 56, 56 million divided by 339.996000. They captivated 16% of the American population. If obviously all the viewers are in America, but obviously they're not. Mm -hmm. So they were able to, but if if they were, they were able to captivate 16% of total viewership in America. Hmm. It's amazing. I'll give you just to put it in perspective for a minute. So the, there was a game Saturday night 
uh, the late game on ABC basketball was the Lakers and the Warriors. Um, and that, that game drew 3.968 million. That's the largest regular season NBA audience across platforms in four years, non-Christmas. Wow. That's a really good number. Now I'm not comparing it to the NFL. I'm just telling you like sports in general is big bucks. Right. See, the thing is the NFL one game in the regular season can destroy three NBA games, five NBA games easily. NBA, I mean, the NFL was a hell of a product, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. I mean, they're 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 just a different. It, every, it's almost not comparable at this point. You have to put the NFL in its own category, and then everybody else is, you know, baseball has become a very regional sport in a lot of ways. Uh, they do well, like the Phillies did really well this year on NBC Sports Philadelphia, extremely well. It's not so much a national sport anymore. Basketball still is. Hockey, they're trying to sort of rebranch it out with TNT and some of the uh, some of the new ESPN, some of the new contracts uh, of networks that have taken yeah. it over. But they're really some of those sports are hard because NHL and MLB is going to be always going to be harder because you can't play those sports anywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're always they're naturally going to be regionalized. Whereas basketball, there's always a basketball court somewhere. There's always an indoor gym somewhere. Um, football, you play outside no matter the weather. So, yeah. so no, no matter the weather, so that's. That, that sport just is automatically just going to trump, you know, it's all about the barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. And um, the higher the barrier of entry, the hard, the, the less likely um, the average American citizen is going to be interested in the sport. Basketball, just all you need is a ball. Yeah. Football, all you need is a football. Um, hockey, you need a stick, you need a puck, you need a face mask, you need, you know, it, 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 it can get tricky. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Uh, this is a big one for the Super Bowl. Uh, Charles Amenahu. Who is uh, one of the uh, Chiefs' better uh, pass rushers? He's out towards ACL in the Ravens game. Um, Damn, yeah. That's so sucks. he had a good year. I mean, he was suspended for the first four games, but uh, he ended up getting. Or I, I think it's first six games. Sorry, he ended up getting seven sacks in eleven games, and he also had that strip sack against the Ravens. So this that's a, you know, that's important. Wow, that's a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, one to watch for sure. How their defensive line responds without him. What's his name again? Charles Amenahu. O n e n i h u. Yeah, he was with the Texans, uh, 49ers. Uh, I think Chiefs are his third team. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to see something. I want to see. He's a D lineman or edge rusher. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. O m e n i h u. Okay. Not saying. All right. Here he is, Charles Amin. Okay, defensive end. Signed to a two-year, $16 million deal. That was a free agent signing. Wow, that was a big – that was a good pickup by them. Yeah. That was a really good pickup. Yeah, he Brett was with Houston. Money. Yeah, he's money. Yeah, he was drafted by Houston mm-hmm. in 2019. Uh, they didn't uh, They didn't resign him after the, after the rookie contract. He was drafted in the fifth round. Wow. They found a fifth-round guy, and he gave you seven sacks in 11 games. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Yeah, man. Talk about finding a dude. Uh, all right. So a couple other things. Um, Andy Reid addressed the Kadarius Tony claim that he, you know, hasn't been hurt and BS what the organization's doing. He said he is in fact hurt. Uh, he's been hurt since week 15. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're going to go back and forth with a he said, he said uh, on this one. Here's the bottom line. You and I have a better chance of dressing in the Super Bowl than Kadarius Tony does for the Chiefs after he pulled this crap. Andy Reid 
under no circumstance. You could have guys kidnapped on the way to the game. And, and you could have guys kidnapped. Darius Tony will not be playing <laughs> in that game. You mark it down. Okay. Um, so we'll see. This thing's going to keep going back and forth. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Jimmy Lake was hired as the Falcons defensive coordinator. Um, he takes over there with with Raheem Morris and that crew. Okay. Uh, Zach Robinson uh, as well. So he's there. Um, the looks like the Patriots will not pick up the fifth year option on Mac Jones. No surprise. No surprise there. Saw that coming. Uh, the Chargers are set to hire Joe Hortiz uh, as their general manager. He was the former. This is smart. These are the kind of teams that I'm picking from. If I'm an organization, he was the Ravens' former director of player personnel. There's a great foundation there with the Ravens, and they they grabbed him from there. Man, the Ravens are just getting poached in. Another one of the GMs get that. Um, did somebody else take another one from the front office? I'm trying to remember. I think I'm not entirely sure. You may you you may be you may have named the guy that I'm thinking about honestly. So okay, uh, I, I I could be I could be wrong, but still, people are. That's what happens, right? When you're yeah. a good team, people poach the hell out of you. That's it, man. That's it. Um, all right. So elsewhere, Art Rooney, the second owner of the Steelers. Was uh, you don't usually hear this kind of stuff from the Steelers, so I think it was kind of interesting. He basically said, "You know, I have faith in Coach Tomlin, or else you know we wouldn't have brought him back. But we need to start winning playoff games." So you know, I mean, that's uh for them, that's pretty strong words. Yeah, that, they're normally very patient, but they've been patient for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And hey, listen, he also they, he also threw a little. Hey, we we still believe in Kenny Pickett, which was sort of like. Mm, Nah, that's cute, but we don't believe you. No, no, nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. Uh, Do you remember a couple – remember it was last week we talked about this. Chip Kelly's trying to get some steam to maybe get back in the NFL. Why? Just why? You're making so much money in the college ranks. Why? Less headache. Why? My theory, he was just trying to get the price tag up on UCLA a little bit. He is such a – Oh, he's a weasel. He is. He's a he's a total weasel. Yeah. He is. <laughs> you know, I watch a lot of movies, man. And yeah. um I like I like, you know, crime movies like mobster, you Same. know. That's cartel. my kind of thing. I, yeah. I like I like I like those kind of things, right? And um <laughs> I never know what I'm okay. <laughs> you never know something's derogatory until <laughs> until you watch certain things. Like <laughs> Because I was going to call him something, but I'm like, hold on, wait. I'm not from that community. I probably shouldn't say that. All right, yeah, be careful. Be careful. We don't. We don't need to be canceled you know, okay? at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let's, do, let's keep I moving. I do not. I don't want to be that's, canceled. That's man. my own theory that he was trying to get. Oh, oh and so is interested. Uh, hey, UCLA. You know, let's let's rise up the price a little bit. That's just Listen, some somebody in the lounge should help me out. What's a what's a dish? What's what's something that Italians use when they're, when they're trying to call someone like a like 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 a slickster or something? Someone who's a oh jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, no, thank you. All right, <laughs> somebody next, in the next, chat can do it. I'm not. Next topic. Next topic. Not, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought this was kind of interesting here from oh, Dan Campbell. So he didn't regret – he doesn't regret going for it, okay? You've just opened up a, a can of worms in the chat, by the way. Uh, oh so he doesn't God. regret going Oh, Lord have mercy. Jeez. You guys so are anyway, terrible. A wise guy. Yeah, there we go. A wise guy. Let's go with that. A wise uh, guy. So, so he 
he's he said I would still go for it in those situations. His kicker was uh, like forty five percent or forty eight percent beyond forty five yards, and that was part of the justification of it. But what he said was I did make a mistake running the ball at third and goal. Do you remember their last series where they ended up scoring, but right. he didn't give himself enough time. He had to blow a timeout there mm-hmm. uh, when he did it. So he did say if I could do things over, I'd go back and change that to a pass play for what. <laughs> All right. Don't you, don't, don't you Stills is giving you a word here that you can use. There you go. Squalita, sleazy. Okay. Squalita. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But um, um, don't you hate when they ask you? Sometimes I feel like these reporters, man, they they just trying to get under someone's skin. No offense, man. I, I a lot of reporters I respect, but um, sometimes I'm like, geez, man, like, how many times do you guys want him to like? He can't change what happened. You well, it's also I mean? like it's such a you're in such a vulnerable spot. Like that just happened two days ago. Like you're so banged up from it too. Yeah. And, and you got to get hit with that stuff. And it's like, and, and, oh. and let's be frank. They got, let's be totally honest about this. Let's be real. They yeah. got where they were because of how he's been handling things. I know. I know. And it doesn't, it, it, it's, it's the, listen, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The same yeah. thing that, listen, our guy B Brooks always says this. Same thing that can make you laugh can make you cry. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, 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 you know, I know a lot of people do want to kill Dan Campbell and he did, and, and, you know, and he did get a lot of that, but yeah, that's how he got here. I know he got know. to that. He stayed true to who he was. Being that he guy. Down, you know, his way. At least. Anytime. Look, the last thing you want to do is fail on somebody else's terms. Like the Ravens did. Yeah. Just in life. You don't want like, Hey, if it's not going to work, at least I did it my way and it didn't work. I can live with that a little bit more than I can live with. I, I just, I, I went with whatever. The, I was out of character. Somebody you know thought I, mean? I didn't. Yeah. That that's, there's nothing worse than that. That's why the Ravens lost because they deviated from who they were. Yep. Meanwhile, the Lions, they stuck with who they were and they just lost the game. They lost. You know what I mean? Both those, both teams lost the game um, for entirely different reasons. You know, Dan yep. Campbell, they lost the game falling on their sword. Yep. You know, now obviously you, that comes with experience. Now, now that you've been there, done that, you you know when to curtail it back. You know, you know when to okay, put your foot on the gas, hit the brake. You know, it's it's a it's it's a, it's a hard job that they do. It's very yeah. difficult. Everything is split second decision. It's hard. It is. It is. Um, all right. So elsewhere, we talked about this earlier, but if in case you're just tuning in, Arthur Smith. Gets the offensive coordinator gig with the Steelers. Um, so he he will try to in, inject some life into those guys. Um, you know, I think the the first thing you do is you get a you get a quarterback. Um, so you know, we'll see what they end up doing because there is some talent there. You got to get pickings right. There's a couple other guys, they have a really good running game. Um, but there's there's things that need to be done, that's for sure. Um, you know, for them. Um, all right, elsewhere uh, around the league here. Um, Packers are interviewing Denard Wilson, former Eagle defensive back for their DC job. So, okay, uh, hope he gets that role. Yeah, we'll see. He, he's interviewed a couple places for their for the defensive coordinator job. Um, oh, I thought this was cool. There's 12 starters left from both teams from the Super Bowl four years ago between the Chiefs and the Niners. That's crazy. So, it just yeah. speaks to how these rosters turn over, man. I doesn't it? It really does. I mean, it, it's amazing in that league more than any league, but you're right. Um, it also oh, speaks to both organizations' ability to constantly just retool and yeah, stay evolved. in the mix. Stay yeah. in the mix, yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera interviewed for the Rams' defensive coordinator job. 
Hmm. That's a little surprising, though. I don't know if surprising is the word. Um, Sean McVay has hasn't has never been afraid with going um old, you know, super experienced with his DC. Like, you know, he had Wade Phillips when he first got there. Um, Raheem Morris obviously had a lot of experience. Um Ron Rivera. So I mean it's it's not it's not totally off base. Mm-hmm. Uh and also Ron Rivera, he's been on the East Coast, you know, for the most part. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wouldn't mind going to the West Coast, you know, getting a different vibe, you know, yeah. getting that Cali skin, you know, getting that Cali sun on the skin, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So this just to follow up on the Ben Johnson thing. So Josina Anderson of CBS Sports is saying, like, she's basically standing behind. She's the one who put out there that he was asking in the, in the neighborhood of $15 million. Woo! $15 million. No now, one is getting that. Well, Johnson's agent disputes it, and they're having kind of a back and forth. So she's standing behind her story. Of course. As she, so, should, as she should. If he was really – 15 – head coaches aren't even getting that money. It's too much. It's too much. You, you drop that down to about 10, I think he's probably got a job. Vic Fangio was getting – he was the highest paid coordinator at one point with $7.5 million a year. You want to double that? Yeah. Well, he's gonna be the head, he's gonna be the head coach, but still, like that's all. It's, it's it's some head coaches that aren't even getting that money. No, that's a lot, man. That's, that's a lot a, for a first time head coach. Yeah, you're unproven. No, I he or I, I'll tell you what, if he's back into it next year, which he probably will be, he might want to lower that number, or he's, he's going to stay in Detroit for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like that's a if I'm an owner, I'm like, wait, 15, and you have no coaching experience. That's you ever had somebody make you an offer? You ever had somebody make you an offer and you say, "Yeah, you can't be serious. It's no way you're taking this conversation seriously right now." That's kind of probably how those teams felt. If that's the case, right? It's they're probably like, "Okay, it's no way you're serious about this job. <laughs> you're just pricing you, you're pricing yourself out of the room." Well, the other thing is like, there's negotiations where we all know how it works. You start here, they come in here, and you get somewhere in the middle. There's negotiations, and then there's like, "Wait, what? How much? He wants how much?" Uh, Thanks, but no thanks. We're 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 gonna we're gonna seek other options here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big number. His agent needs to calm down a little bit too. Where where do you think where do you think the commander started at, and where do you think he started at? Like, how do you how do you think he landed on? Was it fifteen million? Is that what the rumor is? God, I can't imagine he started higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> the commanders probably came in at around seven, knowing they were knowing they were probably gonna have to go around ten. I don't know what he came in at. Uh, what I do you? Imagine. Okay, okay, so that, that, that's good. You think they were prepared to pay ten, but they were willing to like obviously they're going to lowball him. But you think they were prepared to pay ten? Yeah, yeah, close to it maybe. Eight to ten. Hold on, let's Nick see. Makes? Do we know what let's, Nick makes? Um, I think we do. Let's let's check something out real quick. I think Nick is in that like seven and a half, eight range. Let's see here. All right. Let's look at the uh, highest paid coaches in the NFL. Here we are. <clears throat> All right. So the 10 highest paid, the 10 highest paid coaches in the NFL right now, Bill Belichick, 20 million. He's still getting paid from New England, by the way. Yep. Um, Bill Belichick at 20 million. Sean Payton at 18 million. Pete Carroll at 15. Sean McVay at 15. Mike Tomlin at 12.5. Andy Reid at 12. John Harbaugh at 12, Kyle Shanahan at 10, Josh, Josh McDaniels at 10, 
Mike Vrabel at 9.5. Um, the lowest paid head coaches are Kevin Stefanski at 3.5 million, Mike McCarthy at 4 million, Zach Taylor at 4.5, Robert Sala at 5, and Matt LaFleur at 5 million. So Nick Sirianni is flirting between 5 million and 9 million in salary. Okay. Um, and this guy, what is it, Ben Johnson? He thought he went at 15. Yeah. Bro, all those guys in the top, every guy in the top five. Matter of fact, I'll put you this way. Every guy in the top seven. Yeah. Have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's, it's, you're not that guy. You ever seen that, that meme on the internet? You're not that, you're not that guy. No. That, it, that in fact, was his asking price. It's insanity. He's insane. insane. He's insane. It's, it's, it's astronomical. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. We got a bunch of other things we're going to hit when we come back. Uh, Doc Rivers makes his debut. Ben Simmons comes back. I'll tell you what, I, I, something I really like from the NBA All Star uh, Weekend, which they're going to be doing. I think this is cool. I think we'll I know where you're going with this. I can't wait to talk yeah, about I'm, it. I'm excited about this. So we'll, we'll dive into that. I'll tell you what color the Chiefs are going to wear. What color the Niners are going to wear in the Super Bowl as well. So a lot to get to when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamut & Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust. Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. 
You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. with us i'll give you a little bit more uh from adam schefter of espn commanders officials were en route to detroit for a meeting with ben johnson and aaron glenn who's the defensive coordinator when they got word that johnson was staying with the lions per sources while the abrupt pivot by johnson was considered surprising by several league sources he was not considered a lock for the commander's job despite his strong reputation as a coordinator and loyal coach the commander's leadership remains eager uh to meet with glenn who was one of the of several candidates expected to consider for the head coaching vacancy. Okay, so in other words, Aaron Glenn's still in it. Ben Johnson's out. So Detroit might lose their D coordinator, but they won't be losing both like the Eagles did last year. So if you're okay. a Lions fan, you're you're a happy camper. Okay. Uh, so there's that. All right, so Super Bowl. Chiefs will wear red. Niners will wear white. Chiefs red. Niners white. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. Uh... I love this. Love this for, for NBA weekend skills competitions. Steph Curry and Sabrina and SQ will have a three-point shooting contest. I think that's awesome. That's fire. That's going to be so good, man. I agree. I, the I only, agree. I'd love to almost um, maybe next year when she comes out or whatever, incorporate Caitlin Clark, maybe another, maybe do, you do like a three – Three woman, three man thing with Steph. And a oh of guys. yeah, that'd that be might cool. be pretty cool, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, right? Kind of like a um, like are, so. Are you like saying like everyone for themselves, like a team? No, the, like, the team, team total. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they'll do it, but I mean, I think that's that's part of the like I, I think the the skills competition stuff is is has become like more fun than actually watching a game in some ways. I'm not, the dunk yeah, has gotten right. a little bit old maybe, but some of the other stuff I really do enjoy. Yeah. I like the fact that the NBA has went back to the East West format and kind of yeah. got rid of that draft thing. Um, the draft thing kind of, it turned into a popularity contest. It turned into a, a jump draft of my friends more so than it it, it. it wasn't really a fair thing. It was funny at first, but I think overall the East West concept is way better in my humble opinion. Uh, all-Star Weekend could definitely use a shot in the arm, you know, with anything that can spark interest. Um, it's unfortunate the NBA is constantly having to re retool that thing every single year because they just they 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 don't trust they don't trust that whatever they did the year before is going to work the following year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, I, I listen. I I respect the ingenuity, you know, but overall, it's unfortunate that they don't have anything that's kind of like 
foundational anymore. I agree. I mean, look, the tough thing is, hey, this is also interesting. I, I, I saw this. Um, I know I'm jumping back and forth here, but no, you're fine. We've, we've it's the last talking, segment. We're good. Well, Go it's because we've been talking about this a lot. So um, the commanders did interview Eric B enemy um, for the head coaching job for what it's mm -hmm. worth. Okay. I know we were asking like, what's, what is happening here? We're not hearing him being mentioned, you know, whatever. So they've interviewed the enemy, Aaron Glenn, this with the second interview coming up, mm -hmm. Ben Johnson, we know he's off the table. Mike McDonald, the Ravens D coordinator. They are Raheem Mars, who got the Atlanta gig, Dan Quinn, who could also still get Seattle, Bobby Slowick, and Anthony Weaver. So, like, anyway, if, if that answers anything, I don't know what's going to happen with the enemy, but he at least got a crack at, you know, the. the, the I, I think the commanders go offensive with their head coach just go around. They went defensive. They've had that for the past several years. I think they go offense on, like, you know, with their head coach's time. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. I mean, look, that's the trend most teams go. They go that direction. Uh, all right, basketball. I mentioned the Sixers lost. They play Golden State tonight. Ben Simmons came back last night. He had missed 38 games with back impingement. Uh, he had 10 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists in 18 minutes, did not turn the ball over. Uh, played well. Played well by all accounts. The question is, will he stay on the floor? for the rest of the season for Brooklyn? That's the major back, question. Back impingement. That's my first time ever hearing. Yeah, and nerve impingement in the back. Right. That's, you know, that sounds like, that sounds like uh, when uh, the word entanglement became popular by Jada Pickett Smith. Entanglement. It's, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just, oh man. Impingement, really? Like now we're just throwing words around to try to justify our actions. <laughs> and it's just like, come on, man. Ben Simmons is, is he, he's, he's cooked. Man, get much better. Sit home, play Call of Duty. My, yeah, I just wonder: Does this guy really want to play basketball? Ultimately, no, of course not. He's made some. Okay, you know what? We're here. Let's let's do it. Uh, let's look at how much money Ben Simmons has made so far in the NBA. Oh, he's a Hall of Fame money maker. Yeah, Ben Simmons. I'm going to guess he's already made a buck fifty. All right, so Ben Simmons has been in the NBA since 2016. Um, he's about a season seven year veteran career earnings so far estimated through eight seasons in the NBA. He's made one hundred and sixty three million dollars. And by the end of his contract in Brooklyn, he's going to he's going to make an additional 40 million, which will put him at two hundred and three point three five six million. My God. Yep, two hundred and three point three million mm -hmm. in career earnings, and that's if he doesn't even get another contract. Which and that's if he doesn't get another contract. And he when is he up? And when is he up with this 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 one now? Um, this upcoming um next season is the last year to contract. So one more after this. Um, yes, correct. Um, and knowing the NBA, he's going to find another another job somewhere. Oh, yeah. Some sucker. Um, yep. Some someone's going to pay him between um fifteen and. Someone's gonna pay him between maybe ten and fifteen, between maybe thirteen and eighteen million, um, to have him come in and maybe be a rotational point, um, maybe be their starting point, but he's not their main guy. You know what I mean? Um, Man. Man. he's going to he he's going to get another job after Brooklyn. Huh. You can't teach that size, that you know that type of athleticism. Um, he has true point guard ability. Um, 
I definitely see another team, you know, taking you taking a flyer on him. Well, you know what he'll do too. He'll turn it on enough, not this year, but next year when he's in the last year of that thing. He'll mm-hmm. turn it on enough towards the end of the season that will that will you know throw the throw the hook out there and, and he's going to reel somebody in. Guaranteed, guaranteed, that'll happen. That's amazing. Uh, all right, so he returns. Doc Rivers, who wouldn't wish getting forty million dollars on anybody. Uh, to come back and coach in the NBA. Uh, they lost in their debut last night to the Nuggets, 113-107, and he's preaching patience, and it's going to take us a while. Uh, you know, He's acting like he's got you know the worst roster in the NBA. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful to listen to. It's a good old doc laying all this out. Amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I, I really hope that the Sixers and the Bucks meet in the second round and the Sixers knock them out. I think it would just be absolutely poetic. I, I really do. I think it'd be beautiful if that ended up It happening. would. It would. It um, all right, tell me if you agree or disagree. <clears throat> Jason Kidd, who's the coach of the Mavericks, says that Luka is better than Dirk. Agree <laughs> or disagree? Um, define mind, better. He's, he's a little biased because he coaches Luka. Right, right. He I played mean, he, with play, Dirk. he played with Dirk too for a, for a few years. He won years, a championship. A with Dirk. Right, right. So it's kind of interesting. They, they're so different in terms of how they play the position. It's just, yeah. I mean, Luke is a playmaker. You know. Yeah, Dirk was Dirk was never a point guard or a guy. No. He was he wasn't a facilitator. He was you a know, scoring machine. He was a scoring machine. One of the most unguardable um, jump shots in the NBA. One of the best turnaround turnaround jump shots in the NBA. Uh, one of the best power forwards we've ever seen. Uh, one of the best international players we've ever seen. Oh, without that. Um, I mean, how are you gauging that? I mean, that's I know like... it's hard. Like it's hard because here's the problem, too. Luca's so early in the journey. Yeah. Like by by you know seven years from now, eight years from now, we might say it's not even close. It's Luka Doncic. Right. I mean the the numbers that he's putting up are astronomical. Insane. Right, and, and plus. This new NBA it's with the space with with the spacing and everything. Yeah. If Dirk Nowinski played in this NBA, what? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, so it's just like it's it's kind of hard to even compare those two. I'm not even going to really say either or. That's just not a comparison. If, if I'm make. kid, I, and he might have been asked this in fairness, but right? Like, I, right. Dude, I'm not. And, and look, you know, I'm staying it, away from that. I'm not dissing Dirk by saying Luke is right. better, even and if look, is. I don't even. I don't even think he probably was dissing Dirk. You know, I look yeah. at it like. Uh, Luca's on his team. He's going to say whatever to big up him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you know, Dirk is a legend. Dirk comes to most of those games. I think Dirk. I think Dirk knows Jason Kidd, and this, that's not the that's not obviously the angle he's trying. Yeah, to I don't. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he was trying to take him down. I think. Yeah, was, yeah. Kind of- I bet if you even ask Dirk, Dirk would be like, "Yeah, that kid's way better than me." <laughs> oh, for sure. That's the way Dirk is. That's just how Dirk operates. You know yeah. what I mean? No, no ego. Yeah, and he still uh, is around the organization a ton, you know, and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and Luca's got to win a ring because Dirk did. Um, that's for sure. All right, uh, so a couple other things here uh, to to pass along. T.J. Hawkinson had ACL surgery. Remember he uh, he tore. Uh, he just got the surgery. Well, a lot of times you got to let that thing go down, and and sometimes those ACLs take a long time for the swelling to go down. Oh. I had the first. That was my first thought too. It's it's basically a month later. You you look at it like, damn, did you waste a month here? Some guys though don't. They, they it, it all depends on on what the situation is. But yeah, okay. Um, 
He also tore the MCL on the knee too. So it was, I know, I know. Um, the delay. So that that's actually part of it because of the MCL. It delayed the ACL surgery. They okay. did. Yeah, it's they wanted the MCL to heal up a little bit more before they went in there uh, and did it. So yeah, my uncle, um, by marriage, uh, my my wife's uncle, um, he he was doing some work on a ladder. Oh no! And uh, he he fell off and. Another, you know, to put it plainly, he got the Nick Chubb injury. Oh, dude! Yeah, it was it was rough. It was nasty. But he, but he, he's he's in, he's in great spirits. So he's a funny guy. So he just laughs it off. He's he's, but you know, it's, it's insane, man. These injuries. He had to. I think he just got his second surgery because you know, a surgery like that, you got they got to do the first one to clean it up and all that. Then they got to wait. They go back in there and reset some things. So well, and here's the problem with like normal human beings. First of all. I'm sure he doesn't have a, a, an entire staff or team to help exactly, him. Exactly. To, right, to rehab, right. right? Number one, he doesn't have a, probably a personal trainer and all those other. <laughs> and, and he may not even have benefits. Like it's, it's just, you know, and he's got to probably, as soon as he can get back up on that ladder, man, that's, that's real. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Thank God he does though. Thank God he does. Um, his, uh, so far, everything I've heard, everything's kosher with, you know, the job and all that okay. kind of stuff and whatnot. But yeah, it's a scary thing, man. <laughs> scary thing. Yeah. It's tough. But it's crazy though now. Like a guy has the surgery, you know, like TJ Hawkinson in we're at the end of January. They're they're saying he could be back by September. Whereas back in the day, that's at least a year. You know, the technology the, is such that you know at the very I mean, least. At the very least, man. Hey, sidebar, man. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's just the last segment. We got a few yeah, minutes yeah. left. I like keeping the last segment loose, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was um so last night I watched two movies. Okay. I watched I watched uh Hypnotic with um with uh Ben Affleck. It just okay. came out on I think it came out last year or something like that. It pretty much um follows a police officer um or or rather a, a, a detective who um his daughter uh, Ben Affleck plays a detective whose daughter went missing years ago. Wow. And and in the midst of a of a case that he's uh, you know that he's on um a photo of his daughter appears in the crime scene. Oh, wow. And now he's trying to figure out what's the connection, and um, it gets. I real. remember this when it came out. I, I, it, I okay. it gets it gets real science. It gets real sci-fi. You know what okay. I mean? It's, it's it's really it's really interesting. Really cool. Has Did he directed it too? He's a good director. I'm not sure if he directed it, but it's on okay. Peacock. Okay, it's called Hypn- it's called Hypnotic. Hypnotic on um, Peacock. All right. Yeah, it's really good. And I watched the old one. I watched I, I watched the old movie, and you might know. Oh, I there's think an original. No, it, oh no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not like this is two separate movies. My okay, apologies. Okay, okay. I, I didn't mean to conflate that. Um, hypnotic is a, is a completely new yeah, concept. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of Inception a little bit. Oh, really? I love yeah, Inception. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. If you like Inception, I think you'll like this movie, Hypnotic, right. with, with uh, Ben Affleck. So that check right. that out. Hypnotic, Ben Affleck, right. Peacock. Right. Um, uh, then I watched an entirely different movie after that. I watched the old Sylvester Stallone movie called, you're probably going to laugh at this. This isn't one of the best movies in its catalog. <laughs> but right. I watched it because I never seen it. All right. Avenging Angela. Avenging Angela. A- a- Avenging Angelo. Angelo. Oh, it- it's like a comedy, isn't it? Kind it's of like a it's it's kind of it's kind it, it kind of gives you analyze this, analyze that. Vibes. Yeah, it's got that vibe the to com- it. Yeah. The, the comedy get shorty mobs. kind of kind of yeah, thing. it gives yeah, it, it gives you that kind of vibe. Um and there's a line in it where um angelo you know okay so 
Sylvester Stallone plays um, a mob bodyguard who's been tasked with protecting um, his godfather's, you know, daughter. Yeah. You know, okay. that, you know, um, but she's an estranged daughter. She doesn't know he's, she doesn't know that she's the daughter of a mob oh, boss. He's the father. Yeah. She but know. he's been protecting, Sylvester's been protecting her since she was a kid. Okay. So um, Angelo dies, you know, the, you know, the, and now, yeah. and now all his enemies are trying to take out his daughter. Yeah. And so Sylvester Stallone's trying to protect her throughout their whole movie. Okay. But it's funny. You know what I mean? It's 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 pretty funny. Right, I gotta check that it's out. quirky. It's kind of corny, but I liked it though. Um, one of my it gave it gave me one it gave me one of my new favorite movie lines I've heard ever. Okay. And it starts off like that. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty early in the movie. Angelo's talking to Sylvester Stallone's character, and Angelo says, Frankie, always watch out. And Frankie, Frankie's Angelo, uh, Frankie Sylvester Stallone. Frankie yeah. says, watch out for what, Angelo? He says, always watch out for those that feel pain and want you to know it. Oh, that was heavy. There's something about that line that just like really think about that. Mm. It really resonates in real life, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know the types. Watch out for those who feel pain and want you to know it. Wow. Okay. So that 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 line. That's I was a like, line. I was like, that's a that's a top tier movie line, Loki. Now that begs the question. Now I'm asking you. I, I said all that in a roundabout way to ask you, what's one of your most favorite movie lines that you've heard or experienced? And you've watched a lot of movies. You're a movie guy like me. Oh. So oh what's a God. movie line to you that's that, that's always stood out to you in your mind? One that you can go back to and says, Oh, that was a that was a line that gave me chills. Because that oh. line gave me a feeling. Okay. I had to I, I, I got, I got it. it a few times. I, I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. All right. So Shawshank. Um, there's two, there's a scene where Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins, you know, Andy Dufresne and Ellis, Red's Ellis, his name is Ellis, first name's Ellis, but his name's Red. But so they're sitting, they're sitting there and they're talking and Andy's kind of babbling and, 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 and Red's looking at him like, like Morgan Freeman's looking at, you know, more, uh, Tim Robbins character. Like, I'm a little worried about this guy. Like the prison might be getting to him. Like he might be ready to off himself. Mm-hmm. And then he 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 talked about hope, and and Red was like, I don't think you should get yourself all worked up here, Andy. You know, it's we're in prison. We're we're way the hell in here, and they're way the hell out there. Because he was talking about maybe escaping and all this other stuff. And he said, uh, I'm going to get the exact line because it's 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 to me, it's poetic. It's Stephen King. Uh, Hope is the best thing. Uh, oh, here it is. Hope is the best thing. Okay, remember, Red, hope is the best thing. Uh, maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. Mm. That's a pretty good line. Remember, mm. Red, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I like that. That's a good line, right? And then there's another one. Uh, he, he said to him, so after Andy escaped, um... I'm pulling them all up right now so I get the right lines for you. Okay. So Red says this one. I have to remind myself that some birds aren't meant to be caged. Their feathers are just too bright. And when they fly away, the part of you that knows it was a sin to keep them locked up does rejoice. But still, the place you live in is that much more drab and empty that they're gone. I guess Mm. I just miss my friend. (laughs) So... You didn't wow. think you'd be getting those two out of me, did you? I, I went deep. Wow, you know, you know, you went deep. You went deep. <laughs> oh my goodness, you went deep, man. Um, uh, anyway, 
You went you you went deep. Yeah, I did. I did. All right. Where 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 are we? <laughs> oh, let me ask you this. I did want to throw this one last one at you. Speaking of yes. movies. So today is the 94th birthday of Gene Hackman. He's still he's still Gene with us. Gene Hackman. Wow. Right. That's a that's a name. So he, here's the question. He was the coach for Hoosiers, coach Norman Dale. All right. Give me your favorite fictional coach. Wow. In a movie? Yes. Go move your TV. Um, one of my favorite fictional coaches. Um, one of my favorite sports movies that I feel like doesn't get enough love. Yeah. Uh Gridiron Gang. The Rock. Oh, yeah. I love the Rock and Gridiron Gang. That's he what he's good in that. Yeah. He's one of my favorite. Um he's one of my favorite uh movie uh, movie coaches. Um that's one. Uh um have you ever uh, I'm trying to think if I got this right? Uh my Coach goodness. Carter's a good one. Coach, Coach Carter's Carter. good. That's a really good one. Billy 07. Coach, Coach Carter's, Carter's very, very good. Yep. Um yeah, those those, those might those okay. are my top, those might be my top two. All right, I'll go yeah. I'll go with my uh Al Pacino and um Al Pacino, and uh, what was that? He um, was, I'll give you his name because I wrote it. I was thinking about this. Oh, my goodness. Tony D'Amato. Coach Tony D'Amato in any given yeah. Sunday. Yep, any given Sunday. He was good, yeah. Paul Crew was the original The original with Burt Reynolds, uh, in, in which is one in, in the longest yard, which is oh, one, yeah, of the longest yard. Yeah, yeah. one of the all times uh, right there. Um, I got to go. I'll go stereotypical for me. How about Mickey, Rocky's trainer? That's a oh, I didn't think about Mickey. Get up, Rock. Bit. Oh, then, oh, then you son case, of a bitch. Yeah, there'd be crap and lightning and spitting thunder. Then in that case, give me Duke. Duke. I love Duke. I, I love, love Duke. Duke, I incredibly love underrated. Duke. Duke. Incredibly underrated. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite movie lines that I've ever heard. Yeah. Was that scene where Apollo wanted to fight Rocky so bad. It's the greatest. Duke Duke walks up to him. <laughs> He well, he's says, first. Look. He says, "What are you afraid of?" He's Apollo's he's saying, "Oh, right. come on!" He's like, "What are you afraid of?" He looks. Yeah. He looks around. He gets up. Yeah. Walks over. He says, "Listen, champ. I saw you beat that man like no man I've ever seen get beat before." And he kept coming. Now let me tell you this, champ. We don't need that kind of problem. No, he's all wrong Ooh, for us, baby. He says God. he's all wrong for us, baby. <laughs> we don't need that kind of man in our we life. We don't need that kind of man in our life. What? <laughs> yes. That's cold. That's it cold. It was, it, but but where else are you going to get that kind of truth from somebody, man? Exactly. Yeah. Where else are you going to where else are you going to get that kind of truth from somebody that loves you? I'm telling you, man. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we got to roll. We got to roll. Uh, tomorrow. So tomorrow we will have Jeff Kerr. He will join us from CBS Sports. He was in yes. down in Baltimore for the game this past weekend. Thursday, we'll have Chris Franklin uh, join us from NJ.com. We'll get his takes on what's going on with the Eagles as well and all their coaching moves. Uh, thanks, everybody in the chat, everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Tone will be joining him as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Appreciate it.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.